another episode of Top Shelfers Podcast. Today we are sponsored by Monarch Social. Monarch Social is the next big thing in digital media marketing where they discuss and do all things digital media marketing. So if you guys need websites, SEO, if you guys need uh, Facebook ads or Google PPC. Content creation. Content creation. You want us to manage the Facebook and Instagram. Head on over to monarchsocialbrand.com and let them know Top Shelfer sent you. We're also sponsored by Dark Prime Collectibles. Mark it down. May 28th is the soft launch date for the return of in-store play for Magic the Gathering and other associated games. Um, this is super exciting for everyone who's into that, into Magic the Gathering or card games in general because they have been banned all the way since the start of COVID. Um, if you're looking for a new place to meet some locals, get a great community, Dark Prime Collectibles is one of the best places. Very welcoming, friendly, fun. They'll teach you if you need to be taught. They taught me how to play. It's fantastic. Um, you can either head over to their website, darkprimecollectibles.com, to get some more information or check out their product list if you're looking for more cards. Or their location is 354 State Street in Clearfield, Utah. That's area code or zip code 84015. And uh, last but not least, of course, we're brought to you by Hepius. It's the number one place to go for premium CBD that won't break the bank. It is locally owned and sourced here in Utah and it is safe for work, meaning there's no THC. They have something for everyone. And I personally use their number two, Broad Spectrum. Um, love it, daily use for me. Head over to hepiusmed.com. That is H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com. Nice. Morgan and Makoa. Thanks for having us, dude. Dude, I'm so excited because... I'm nervous. Nervous? No, I'm just joking. I'm nervous. I'm just nervous for all the fun that we're going to have. You've been here. This is what, your third appearance? Third appearance. Which I'm super excited to have you back. Yo, first audience. timer. First timer. Yep, first timer. The audience loved Morgan. Virgin no more. Yes. Um, Baptized. It's, uh, it's, it's a weird dynamic sometimes. So, like... For the audience, transparency, um, I work with you guys. And uh, even though our work environment isn't the typical one, you know, we're more laid back, like it's a, we work hard, but we hang out. It's always weird to be outside of work, you know, yeah. getting together to do something. Um, I'm just excited because I really want to know more of your guys' backstory. Like, I feel like every person has a lore and what brought them to where they are today. And uh, I know Morgan shared some of his lore last time he was on, but Makoa, my Yo. community doesn't know anything. Let's go, man. You guys know are all anything. about to get to know the the one on one about Makoa right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so, one and only Makoa. The skulls. one and only. The, Let's go. The man behind the whole entire the back end of uh, business. Yes, sir. We'll Let's say. do it. So, what exactly? First of all, born and raised in Utah. Yes, sir. What got you into the space that you're in? Because I know that it's not one that is taught in traditional schooling. Yeah. You don't go not. to school and learn how to do social media marketing. Mm -hmm. So what got you into the course? So honestly, what got me into it, because I was never, I would say, I'll say that video and photography is the big thing that got me into the door of the digital world. And it was a big part of that is because Instagram was popping off. Right. Like Facebook, MySpace, all that stuff was around. But once Instagram came out, that just was like a reason for me to go out and take photos and like try to 
I guess he will flex in a way because it was like an attention thing, yeah. right? It's like, hell yeah, look at this guy doing these things, okay? And uh, so Instagram was coming out. I got into a, a sales job doing door-to-door sales. I was working at Comcast. And everybody in Utah does door-to-door sales. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that. You You've done to. door-to-door. I've done like, door-to-door. You have to. Yep. Exactly. Everybody does door-to-door at to. some point in their lives. And so I was doing this door-to-door job out in uh, like the Bay Area, California. And I got lucky because a lot of people go to do door-to-door in the worst places. Mm-hmm. Ohio. BFP, and you went to the Bay. Texas. And I went to the Bay, which was amazing. We were right outside of San Francisco. And it was super, I was super grateful for that. And when I got there, this was like the first time I was old enough. I think I was like 18. No, I was like 19 at the time. And uh, I was the, it was the first time I've been in a big city like that. And so I was blown away uh, by the whole mass of the city. And I guess I should go back a little bit because right before I left Comcast, I got a GoPro from this guy that worked at my at Comcast with me. I think he bought it originally to like to do slow-mos of his kids playing golf and like critique their shot but he didn't understand that you can't just hit a button to make it go into slow-mo you right. have to like have a video it. you have to edit it into slow-mo yeah and so uh, i picked this gopro up for dirt cheap go out to california and i just started making videos like random stuff like i remember i made like a time lapse of the whole drive mm. edited it up to like music and made it like kind of have some cool things with it and uh anyways yeah so i started doing videos out there i <clears throat> fast forward i started getting attention with these videos I come home and the very right when I got home, I went on vacation to Hawaii, and I was like, "Holy shit, this place is beautiful!" Right, like this is beyond beautiful. And of course, I was on that whole video. I was the only one in my squad that had a little GoPro. <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, what up? What up? Say what up to the camera." And so I made this little edit and posted it on Facebook. And I want to say it was, it was like, a, not even a, a couple of days, not even a week later. I got a DM from somebody that owned an agency and he was like, Hey, we need to make a video for this company called Bad Apple. I was wondering if you would be down to make a video for us. And I was like, dude, I was, so, I was scared because I never in my life, I didn't pick up a camera to make money at all. Right. At all. And so when he comes at me, he's like, Oh, I want you to make this video. I was like, Oh shit. I'm not really <laughs> doing anything. No. So I'm going to say yes. Right. And so I go and meet up with them and they had the owner of Bad Apple in this meeting. And it was a guy that I, He's like way old. He's not way older than me, but he graduated right when I got into high school. Okay. But we knew each other because of sports. Right. Because I played, I played up, and I had like, yeah, knew these, knew these people, and so, uh, anyways, yeah, we go into this meeting, and I started vibing with the guy that was the owner of Bad Apple, and vibed with the guy that owned this agency, and so rather than me even making a video immediately. Homie offered me a job to work at his company making social media posts. Oh, shit. And it, it fits perfectly because I had been doing my own social media shit, right? Right. Like, I had been doing these videos. I've been making little photos. And it just fit perfect. I was like, hell yeah, dude, you're going to pay me to do this shit that I've been doing? And so, yeah, I that's literally my into the agency world. And it was crazy because once I got into that world, it literally blew my mind with how that whole industry works, with how social media marketing works and the fact that people will pay you to do something is technically free because of the talent and skill that you have yeah and knowledge about that stuff it's definitely one of those ones where there's levels to it for sure a lot of people talk about levels to shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyone can watch a video and we've talked about you know stomping out the gurus anyone can watch a video and learn how to run a facebook ad but that's like step one of the hundred step process. Absolutely. What year was it that you were out in Hawaii, like doing the twenty sixteen? Twenty sixteen. So you're like on the, like that 
breakout edge of like vlogging becoming like super super normal. mainstream. Because like I remember the first time I ever did like a vlog style thing was maybe 2012 or 2013, mm-hmm. and you get looked at like an idiot. Literally, and that was the most awkward thing that you have to overcome doing vlogs and doing any sort of really recording is you have to be that weirdo that's like pause everything don't go in front of my brain yeah like, i'm taking this or even weirder is when you're talking to your a camera by yourself i have my uh yeah this is what i looked like when i would go out <laughs> full <laughs> you know, setup. like full just setup. but like you get looked at or you used to get looked at as like a weirdo on? but now with tiktok and it's instagram like live yeah like influencers influencers yeah. in the wild yeah and don't don't let that fool you though because you know so for those listening and watching, Mako is probably like the, one of the best uh, video creators out there. Like his video editing skills are just like he's very, amazing. They're he's very, very good. You're gonna make me now, now, that being said, how I met Koa is is my company. We hired that company the that company he that got hired. That off he got that's hired. how I met Morgan. That's how we met. And we were paying his, that company, that agency, a lot, a ridiculous amount of money to come make videos for us and to do our social media, to do the whole setup. And so the very first time we, they were going to make us this like sick video ad and commercial, they send Makoa. Makoa shows up, pulls out an Apple <laughs> iPhone. And that's, the, that's what he filmed on. The that's whole video was done it. on an iPhone, dude. And so I'm sitting there and we're like, dude, I'm paying this company like... <laughs> How much? And they just sent this young Islander kid with a freaking iPhone to come film this shit. And I had every doubt in the world. But then, like, two weeks later, what he sent us... Was sick. That video was, was good for a little iPhone Was, video. like, the sickest video I've ever seen. Uh, and it's, it's, it goes to show that, like, your quality... The, the equipment you need, like the equipment you use, doesn't necessarily determine the quality of the video at the end. Absolutely. And you feel me, dude. Imagine me going out on these jobs with homie saying, like, here you go, dude, go do this. I, can, I have I, no camera. I, I literally have a GoPro and a phone, dude. Like, that's, dude, <laughs> he didn't even show up with a GoPro, though. I'm I telling know, you. I he love it, Because dude. the new iPhone just came out and it was a, it was a great camera. No, no, listen, like, the end product was amazing. It was like the presentation <laughs> where you come into our business and and you're just like this happy kid, like you had a hat and like longer hair and you're just like strolling around, I'm here to do your video. And he pulls out an iPhone to film on and I'm, and I'm sitting here like, okay, Son we've been bitch. on we've been thousands on, and thousands of dollars. No, no, no. We, well, like Casey and I, my old business partner, we had been on like TV shows. We had been in interviews. We'd been like high class shit. Like we know production. And so when he showed up, it was just really funny. But that was our, uh, that was our introduction to Koa. Yeah. But I mean, like you said though, with, it doesn't always matter the equipment. Of course, you can't like film with a toaster brand um, company, but yes. it's the skill is in the edit. Yeah, 100%. Anyone can hold a oh, phone dude. or a camera, but I, I, like, there's these videos online. Um, we've watched them before where they give a beginner like the best equipment out there and they give like a pro like the crappiest equipment and then they, you know, give them a project to do and they, they show the end result. And it's it's literally editing. Like, yeah, like I mean, you have to know editing. I will say angles video. does go a, a lot of it is the angles and the creative idea before you actually film too. Right, not fi- not just filming to film, but film with a purpose. Yeah, because I know people that got reds and they just put their camera on a tripod and just let it. Chill well, there. explain what a red is. 
we're talking like you could either get a Tesla or you could get a red, like a red camera, I should say. Yeah. The same price. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> same price. Are... Honestly, some reds are way more than that. Like yeah. way more. You buy four Teslas for the amount you get one red for. It. Yeah. And uh, shout out DH. Thanks for the sub, my guy. Um, it's fascinating how small of a world it is because. So let's fast forward. Well, no, no, no. no. Let, let's go back. Let's go back to knocking doors. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. A, a, a hot topic on Top Shuffers lately is kind of the the faith that revolves around Utah. Yeah. Um, and I believe Morgan has shared some stories on the podcast before about maybe you have, maybe you haven't. I think just very lightly, but... Very lightly. Yeah. Did you grow up with the prominent faith around Utah? Yeah, did I you, absolutely did. Did you go on the mission? I did not. Because that's always that... One of the most funny mo- memories I have from Knocking Doors was like the first couple days that we were there, right? Uh-huh. And they're teaching us the ropes. Mm-hmm. And this guy, like your typical... Chad from the main company that's around here. I don't want to name drop them because they're mean. They're mean and evil. Um, he stands up and the first thing out of his mouth, he's like, "Which one of you kids are Mormon?" Yeah. And there was like this awkward silence. There was like three or four kids who like kind of like raised their hand, like back from your mission. Yeah. You guys are gonna kill it. I know. <laughs> I was just about to say. You guys are gonna the, kill it, dude. The the return missionaries were the slayers. The Slayers out there were the return missionaries. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the sub, Stingray. Appreciate it. Shout out to Brandon. That's Brandon. Uh, um, and I just remember sitting there like, because I'm brand new to this world. Never like I've done light sales before, but nothing like going and knocking doors. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh yeah, I wonder how it must be super hard to sell a religion. A religion. A religion. That would be so oh, hard. Okay, well, okay, guys. Speak to <laughs> yeah, okay. Speak to All right, okay, well, this is the thing. You're so young, you're stupid naive. <laughs> right. You don't have those crazy realizations that you're knocking on adult people's homes trying to get them to do something that's completely radical. Yeah. <laughs> you're backed by the Lord. Right. All right, and so... The Lord's got you. So, like, that fear level is literally not there, and so it's that... I, I don't know. But then you start doing it, and then it just... It gets so... It's just it so It kind of becomes, common. like, you're normal? It's so normal. Like, I literally could go knock on any one of these doors, probably, and just start a conversation. Right. Yeah. But because I did it for two years, you know? Well, I did it more than that because I did outside sales, but it... it like, it, it, I mean, some, some missionaries, like when they start, like it's very hard for them, but honestly, like it's, it's typically, in my opinion, very easy for us to knock doors because it's like, A, you're young, you're stupid, you're naive. You don't realize like what you're asking people to really do yeah. because you don't grasp the whole concept of it. And so you're just kind of naive at it. And then you're backed by the strongest force in the world, right? the universe. <laughs> You're backed by Odin himself. You remember know, those like, old commercials, The Shack's Got Your Back? Yeah. I want to remake one for Mormons that's just Jesus Got Your Back. Well, yeah, you're just like pumped full of that stuff before you, like, you know, when you're getting ready to go on a mission, is like you're protected and like angels are behind you. And so it feels really. That's a conversation that we can take a left turn here before we yeah, get no, back sorry. to the meeting. No, no, no. I, I love hearing about why people chose to leave. Um, I know it's a personal. You know, sometimes people don't like to share, but I'd love to hear what you guys have. And the reason why I always ask this is uh, I had an individual come on and pretty much tell his whole entire from like kindergarten through high school and then mission and then why he felt like he needed to leave, like all the steps that brought him to that point. And I actually had a very large number of people reach out to me and say, hey, 
like I don't know if you realize, but there's so many people that were in this person's like who were in the similar spot and they thought they were completely crazy mm. because they thought they needed to leave but thought they shouldn't. Mm. So I'm always very interested in why individuals Do you want to decide share? to leave. I mean, yeah, I'm, it's up to I, you. So so this is what I will say. I'll start with this. Is I don't think there was ever a moment that made me like leave necessarily because in my heart and soul there's still aspects that i truly believe in that are right in line with everything that goes on in the mormon church right like there's not another i should say this there's not another religion that i would rather do than be than be mormon now there's also an aspect of it that i don't like which is the judgmental side of it Mm -hmm. how if you're not exactly to the t what they preach then you're a bad person going to hell right like i'm not okay with that because i know i know tons of people that are not Mormon, that still have those same qualities of life and being a good person. And those are the type of things, even though they drink on occasion, that doesn't mean they're going to hell. Right. And so that's a big- on their body. Yes, and it doesn't mean they're going to hell. And so it's hard for me to say like, I left. I think I stopped going to church when I was like- You faded. Yeah, it was more like I faded. I stopped going to church when I was in like seventh or eighth grade and it was, and that was a hard time. I mean, my mom, I love my mom more than anything. Like, she's the best person ever. And she's still the type of person that I would strive to be like. And she still goes to church mm-hmm. to this day. But, but just my lifestyle and things that I wanted didn't necessarily fit in with what everything is I think that builds up the church. I, I agree with you on a lot of, a lot of that because I, the thing that always confused me, because for the backstory for those new listeners, is uh, I grew up with no religion. Um, and now look at myself more as, I don't want to say atheist because I'm not anti-Christ, but I'm anti-organized religion. Because mm-hmm. I just, even at a young age, I didn't understand why I'd have to go show that I'm a part of something. Shouldn't I be able to just have a personal relationship with God or Jesus or whoever I believe in and not have to have this front? Right. And that's why I always right. never chose to go because I was like, well, if I'm going to have a relationship with a God or a savior i'm just gonna do that on my personal life right and i i hated a big chunk of it that i hated was i felt like a lot of people were fake because they lived this life that didn't align with what the church wanted yet they would still go to church and be like totally normal and i just i there was a thing with me that i hated about that it was like if i'm gonna be real i'm gonna be real yeah like if i like to party especially when i'm in high school like, yeah. Oh, yeah i mean think about sure. it we're in high school we're gonna party we're gonna drink we're gonna do our thing I'd rather be real and admit that I'm doing that stuff than pretend that I'm not doing that and lie about it and yeah. then go in there and pretend I'm something that I'm not. Or you hear the, the fucked up stories of like these kids who are either about to go or like, or all concurrent or currently on their mission and oh, they're yeah. sending back some very uh, oh, yeah. interesting messages to the single women of the area. Absolutely. You know, and it's Absolutely. like, well, <laughs> I would rather be me and be authentic and be like, yo, this is how I am. I know it's not exactly what you want, but guess what? I'm still a good ass person. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still going to protect my body's still a temple. Mm-hmm. Even if I put art on it, it's just me putting paintings on the walls. Absolutely. I still care for my neighbor. If they're bro, I'm bringing my, we live next to a grandma. I bring her garbage in every single day. Yeah. yeah every yeah. single time we put garbage out, I take it out and bring it back. You got to dude. The other day I helped. It's a whole, it's a sidetrack story. Yeah, but, but I ended up moving a garbage can over and it was, yeah, it was but crazy. Yeah. Well, and then there's me, boys. Yeah. So let's <laughs> talk about Morgan. Because, yeah. Because well, I, I have a very, I have like a very opinionated response for That's, all of this I know you nonsense. Know. But, um, uh, okay, first of all, you don't need religion to be a good person, which you're blending the two. 
which is a little weird. You don't need to be good. I would say the core values that I was taught. Oh, okay, okay. The things I was taught in church is core values that I still have regardless of religion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, you know, um, for me, like, I, I would say you're kind of... I think you still kind of believe, right, 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 like mm -hmm. generally like in a God and stuff and you're agnostic. And then there's me who's a militant atheist um, <laughs> where I think all religion is terrible and horrible and, and I just, it's nonsense to believe in an imaginary person. Oh, if you're listening, please, if you're offended, easily offended, please uh, just leave the chat now because I might say some shit and, uh, and I'm sorry about that, but sorry. Or I'm just sorry. stay and uh, bolster my numbers. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would just say bolster, just mute and then I'll give you a thumbs up when, when I'm yeah. done. But uh, yeah, it's the, all it's all the same. It's all this. It's all the same stuff. Um, but anyways, for me, like Makoa said, it wasn't like a, a specific moment. Um, for me, it was like the span over a year of, of like really trying to figure it out. And um, there was a couple of realizations that I had going through my change. Um, one was when I started. When I started. Uh, kind of like getting into science and facts, you know, and they didn't line up with what you're taught in religion. Yeah. And, and so it's funny because a lot of, a lot of people that leave the church, mm -hmm. the Mormon church here in Utah, they get like angry at the LDS church right. and they, 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 like, they get like really mad at it and like they're angry at it. For me, it was completely different. I kind of came to the conclusion that there was no God and that's a very long story, but it was a space of a year. It wasn't like a moment. And when I did, it wasn't like the church wasn't wrong. It was like, oh, just God doesn't exist. And the Mormon church just happens to fall inside that. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have like animosity towards the LDS church or anything like that. It's just like God. And then I was like, oh, okay. Uh, that just doesn't fit my worldview anymore. But um, yeah, but it was a really long process, like deciding. It was like agnostic. And then I realized I was agnostic and I called my best friend, Corey, shout out Coco. And I was like, I think I'm agnostic. And he's like, what? Because, you know, he, he had left the church long before me. And uh, <laughs> he was excited. And anyways, I kept kind of going through my journey, my path. And then I just realized one day I woke up and I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't believe this anymore. Right. And so then I kind of left. But Well, I do want to correct you one thing with myself. Um, I don't put myself in agnostic because I don't believe in any God at all. And I don't think there is Ooh, one. Okay. But I do. I'm not atheists because you typically when atheists get brought into the picture it's like they're anti it's not anti it's atheist so just like no god right but isn't it anti-church no okay well then i guess no. i'm atheist because my whole understanding of it was that they atheists they just wanted means I churches don't... to be kind of dissolved even though i do i'm 100 percent that's believer what... in let people do what they makes them happy. Well, that's why I right. call them like it a... affect me. I'm not going to like put my judgment on you and make you a bad person. That's why it's like we coexist. We do coexist. That's the cool but, part. But no, with, with atheism, it's literally just like anti. It's not anti. It's, well, it's not guess... anti. It's just like not like no God. I want right. to say it's like a science. A there's like no, theist. there's nope. no scientific proof to prove that this is what it is. It's just, it's not anti-religion. It's not anti-God. That's why I say militant atheist because I am one of those anti-people right. because I'm militant about it where I'm like all religion sucks and they, they teach you horrible, horrible things. And and you won't change my my co coexist <laughs> coexist. Co co you know like but uh, yeah. So I, I think Turn if someone just doesn't believe in a god, they're not like anti. Like if you take someone that was just 
you know, born in the desert with their parents. It's like, and they don't believe in God. Like, they're not going to teach their kid about God. It doesn't mean they're anti-religion or right. anti-God. They're just, oh, they just don't believe in a God. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and then you take my stance where I'm like, oh, I'll be a militant atheist and like fight for the, fight for the truth. But yeah. Fight for the truth. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's what I love about where the world's going with things though, is like, you know, you can have conversations with individuals more now where you can and, and still be able to have relationships yeah but I, I think it gets construed in our media where like we can't we're told that if we have disbeliefs that we have to be enemies absolutely but the more conversations i have the more i realize people are way more interested in just hearing other people's opinions and being okay. well i became like a better person overnight when i kind of like left religion like immediately i was like a, like a hundred times better person less homophobic less misogynistic less racist i mean the list goes on but like overnight i let all of those weird beliefs that i'd had that i'd been taught just to like let go and so i feel like i became like this better person like overnight right you know? and it, it it's one of those ones where it's just we see the trend yeah. where more and more people are leaving all religion yeah all religion and yeah i think yeah, I think it that's is. like the wave right now. I think the biggest negative about religion is the is the fact that you're taught that if it's not the same religion, that it's a bad thing. Yeah. I think everybody should be allowed to have their own religion. And oh, you universalist. That's where I come from. And I feel like I've been that my whole, I feel like I've been that my whole life. Where it's like, I've gone to different churches and it's not like I necessarily believe in it, but I went there to see what's up well, and see how it was. In my personal opinion, I think that your belief system is going to be the future for at least the next 40 50 years people are going to move totally. more towards the idea of like especially in utah specifically they're going to move more towards the idea of like well you know i believe in the core things of you know mormonism or lds they taught me to be a decent person but the rest of it i'm just i don't need to go i don't need to be a part of it i don't need to be in depth in i think a lot of people are going to move to that and then that step is going to progressively move more and more people to just not having any type of thought or relationship with a higher being. Yeah, I think, you know, the two things that I live by is be a good person and do what makes you happy. And when you realize, like, what it means to be a good person and you leave, like, your prejudice and biases and, you know, your bigotry behind, yeah. you become a better person and you're a really good person when you do that. And, yeah. And, and I, I don't think you need religion to be a good person. No, and, and the other thing that I always stomp out is uh, the whole idea of karma. Because for some reason we have this Americanized karma where it's like, if I go out and uh, do these good deeds, if I give back to the homeless, then it's coming back tenfold to me. Uh -huh. If you guys want to get technical, that's not even how karma is from the, the where it was created. Mm -hmm. Karma was you had to live your whole life selflessly. And if you had any thought of like, oh, well, I should be... I should have a better life because I'm a good person. Selfish. You have to redo your whole life and try and do it again. So this Americanized karma of being a good person and expecting things in return is something that I always try and oh, tell people yeah. is not actually being a good person. Yeah, that's because that's egotistical yeah. and that's yeah, very it selfish. Egotistical. That's like very like so self-centric. If you're just a good person yeah. at your core, don't expect good things back. Like just yeah. be a good person, and it does make you a lot happier. Amen, Daddy Kobucks, and amen, Stingray. <laughs> he says, I just found out today that the church literally tells you what you should do for a living at, like, 16. Yeah. It does. I mean, I don't Not know. necessarily tells you what to do. They told me I needed to get married quick and have kids. Yeah. I obliged. 
<laughs> definitely don't have sex before you're married, though. Absolutely don't. Yeah, I don't know if they, like, say, like, specifics of, like, this is what you need to do for a living. I mean, I don't remember that conversation. But you, they're, they're, they're definitely corral you into a way of being uh, well, a, a certain living way. Well, that's definitely the get married and have kids because, of course, you're going to teach you're going to teach them what's right yep. and they're going to be in the system. Yeah. And it's just this ever revolving door of individuals and money. Oh yeah. Tithe, tithe payers. Yeah. We'll just do, pump out those tithe payers. <laughs> well, and I'll go back to kind of when we were talking about doing door to door. I will say this, I will say I learned so much shit doing door to door about me as a person and core values. Like I said, and I understand why they would make kids do missions. Not necessarily well, why yeah. the church does. I understand the benefits that it, I mean, Again, kids that go out and do those missions, they have work ethic. Yeah. Because that shit is hard. That shit sucks. They come back and they can talk to people and carry a conversation. Okay, so D is just talking about a patriarchal blessing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you guys want to get into that real quick. But yeah, it's, uh, when, when you become of age, they want to know your lineage. They give you a patriarchal blessing. And in that blessing, they believe it's like totally prophetic. And sometimes they will say stuff like that. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Deej man. Deej yeah, um, see, going back to that. going back to you, what you said about uh, knocking doors is, I think that's just like a universal principle, though. Mm-hmm. Is is and we've talked about this many times. Is being uncomfortable. Like yeah. when you yeah. make yourself uncomfortable, you learn so you much. Grow. Of, you learn so much about yourself that it's un- unbelievable. So like when you're out knocking doors, and dude, I knock doors in Sacramento. Yeah. You know, I knock doors in Sacramento heat, middle of the <laughs> summer. I was in uh, miserable San Jose. San Jose. It's so, just hot. I remember, going up, I remember going up to doors and saying, hey, sweat dripping onto the iPad that I'm trying to get them to sign. Dude, dude, I was a fat guy. I was 100 pounds heavier than now, like knocking doors, like just like drenched in sweat, like red in the face, sweating at the door. Can I come in? You know, like, please let me fill your AC. I, uh, I was in the ghettos of Houston. Oh, and, uh, man. That's scary. It, That's it, it was very scary. The amount of times that I was, you know, walking around. Because I worked for... A competitor of the the bad guys around here uh-huh. and uh there was times where i was afraid that i was not wearing neutral gang colors because mm-hmm. like you would get eyed by individuals and not not like a who's this guy walking down my street like what the fuck is what going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and but I, I i firmly believe that if you get comfortable that's just the killer of everything ambition goals oh dude when you're comfortable it like it screws you up man and i'm like living that currently honestly is like trying to get more uncomfortable because the better that we're doing is like you get more comfortable you yeah, absolutely but, do and it's yeah. like what can we do to get uncomfortable that shoots you into the just keep pushing the envelope and well, keep I, pushing those i boundaries. can't remember if it's you who talks about it a bit or maybe it's someone else i listen to but like the reprogramming of what we were taught as children and what like our what our parents were taught like is really kind of not good for our health and like that reprogramming of like you know getting a house and having a family isn't necessarily a bad thing but getting a house and having a family and then staying stagnant from 30 to 60 is a very bad thing not only for mental health but for you know physical health and a whole bunch of other things and i really feel like one of the main reasons why the highest demographic for people who take their own lives or men in their 50s right now because they go through that cycle they're comfortable well, I think it, for 20 30 years yeah i think it's just perspective like i think that the like happiness is so relative like i know people that like they're they're happiest like when they come home do nothing and just chill and just be and i know other people that 
are completely unhappy if that's what they do. Like they have to like continue to push the envelope or do the next thing or get out and get, go on an adventure or, or do something. So it's all perspective. Like I think, uh, you know, like you said with like the programming to like get married and have kids or settle down or, you know, get a house. It's all perspective. Like on one hand, I think, you know, we're, we're pack animals. We're not meant to be alone. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're meant to be alone, but that being said, I don't know if it's the smartest thing to go like right after high school, buy a house, get into a ton of debt, go to college, get into a ton of debt, pop out kids you can't pay for. Like, <laughs> for real. like if I could do my life again, like let me be the example of being like, hey, yo, just pump the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need shit to get real quick. You don't need to have shit costs a babies. lot of money, guys. <laughs> and uh, you probably shouldn't, uh, you know, just go into debt. Like uh, it means nothing because guess what? It does. And then as a kid or as a young adult, like I don't think you're mentally capable yeah. of making some of those fucking decisions that mean the weight that they yeah, bring the you know like i had a kid when i was a kid like that makes me sick like i had no no authority to bring a child into the world at the age and the mental capacity that i did but you know i did yeah and i figured it out but uh no anyways but it's all perspective i think happiness is perspective and i think yeah that being uncomfortable it definitely makes you grow as a human and in the in different things and in different you know ways part of that uncomfortableness is you know day in and day out of waking up at a nine-to-five job putting in the work for years you know and that is your uncomfortable i don't think it's just a weekend you know right. that you just chill out every weekend i think you know people can be uncomfortable in different ways but it, once again it's just all perspective to me of course um, I'm happy to see they're hiking or a 90 pound backpack and hiking out chasing animals. Either way, it's uncomfortable and you can always get better at them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And that's like your happiness, man. That sounds horrible to me. And I would rather <laughs> hey, put would a gun to my head than go hike. chase animals, but I, I mess with the pike, uh, hiking. Yeah, you, you he, like he's, a, sure. he's a big hunter. Yeah, he's oh, a big hunter. Sick. He's come on and done my oh, yeah. podcast. Yeah, I've times. listened to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Staley's great. Staley Outdoors, shout out. Yeah, but you know, you put uh, Morgan, who's like a 250 pound man beast with a 90 pound backpack hiking, chasing animals. Yeah, like, fuck, go, go put on some YouTube, Cody. Or Mr. Saul, like, go put on uh, YouTube and watch like Cameron Haynes. It's the same thing. <laughs> open a window. He wants get, to be the next Get a Cameron breeze. Yeah. Yeah, 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 open yeah, a window yeah. and get a breeze on your face. Like, it's the same thing. That, that's my. That's my uh... <laughs> It's not the same. Like Don't that. laugh for you. It's not the same. No, see, it's all perspective, though. Like, his happiness, my happiness, same thing. Eh, just different different places. Could do it. I mean, maybe. So, let's wrap back around now that we got um, a little bit more deep into the personal lives. You uh, you met Makoa through his agency, his marketing agency. Yeah, we had a, we had a store here in Utah fixing phones. And uh, multiple locations, and uh, we hired his company, his agency, to help us with social media marketing because it was like the one piece that we uh, sucked at. And so we hired this company and Koa, and that's how we met Koa. That is. So, so let's fast forward a little bit. We'll skip some details. You end up, uh, you end up chasing your own thing, and then kind of, how, how does the bump in happen? How do you how do we hook back up? How do you guys hook back up? Oh, that's a good Ooh. story. Okay, do you want to go or me? I'll start. You start. I'll take okay, over. Okay, so uh, like I said, I got hired by that agency. I was there for uh, it was like three years, and at one point, it felt like I was doing so much of it. Like 
we had some changes happen that I was not okay with, would put a lot more work on my plate. And so I politely, I took can, the can owner. I make, can I make it one caveat? What? Not only was it Makoa, it was also Brandon, who's our other part owner. Yes. Okay. That's how so, me and Brandon met. So I have to just put that in there too, or he's going to, he's going to, you know, yes. yell at us. But, but, <laughs> yeah. but Brand was there too at the yes. same, at both points. So. He was, exactly. Oh, right. so he worked and with the, you at the agency. Yes. Yes. Oh, he did okay. our, that's how we met. That's he how we did our website. Went. He was doing our videos. Yes. I didn't know that part. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what happened was some changes happened with our staff at the company I was with, and I was not okay with it. And I, at the time, again, I put a lot more work on me having to do shit that I had no idea how to do. And so I politely took the owner up into the mountains, and we went to have like a... Heart to heart? Kind of like a heart to heart, but it was more like we had people there that we were going to just like have a campfire type thing. Yeah, and I politely pulled him off the side. I was like, "Yo, dude, there's, I want to have more reason to keep doing what I'm doing here, right? I want to have equity in the company. I would right. love to have a piece of this instead of just getting paid, because I'm doing a lot more work and my, my pay didn't go up at all." And uh, he was honestly kind of rude about the answer. He was like, "No, man, there's just no way I can do that." And so after that moment, shit just kind of fizzled out, like. Again, more things came on, and I started being like, no, dude, I'm not going to do this. Like, I didn't sign up to do this, this, and this. And at one point, it finally blew up where my anger was just built up, and he asked me to do one thing, and I was like, dude, no, I'm not doing this. I quit. I literally remember saying, like, yo, I quit, and I walked out. And it was like a, it was like a bad thing. Like, it ended in a bad way. I came back, and we finally, like, we bought a camera, and I ended up having to buy the fucking camera back from him to keep the camera, which was ridiculous. With the amount of money we made off of that camera that I did all by myself. He like, should have just gave it to he you. He should have. Or even hooked it up. I would have been down to pay, but no, it was full price. So were you getting in a position where you were you were hired on to like wear one hat, and they were starting to stack? Yes, because we started getting, Multiple hats. We started getting rid of people, and so it was like, okay, hey, well, who's going to do this? Now that you now that you got rid of this person, how are we gonna do this? So like, we'll figure it out. I'm like, all right, whatever. And so I finally blew up, ended that whole thing. And right as I was ending this, I'm looking at what I'm gonna do next. And I see you and Casey out here like traveling all over, like doing like they're trying to be like Gary V type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just slid into the DMs of Morgan. I was like, yo, bro, we've uh, what up? <laughs> okay, so okay, but my side then. Okay, it all started in the candy cane fort. Okay, no, um, uh, two years before Koa slid in our DMs. Okay, we started Monarch, Casey and I. Yeah, and I came out to Utah, and we were about ready to full send it, and he bailed on me, and uh, and we just we just kind of buried it. And then two years later, we were in a position, we had sold the company, trying to figure out what was the next thing. And we said, dude, let's, let's do marketing. Like, fuck it. Like, let's go all in on marketing. We're really good at it. We understand it. And we're going to need these key pieces. And the two freaking pieces that we needed was, man, we need like a video guy and we need a website guy. And me and me and Casey, like we didn't keep in touch with these guys at all. So we weren't going to reach out to them because we thought they were still working at that other agency. Right. We weren't going to go poach them. We were going to be like dicks and be like, oh, hey, you want to come work for us rather than that guy. So we just left it chill. We're sitting there. We're like, 
putting our fillers out, trying to figure out like who we're going to bring on. And next thing you know, Koa slides <laughs> deep into my DMs. Dude, for real. I was like, I'm not with this company anymore. And I see what you're trying to do. You know I can do stuff with I'm the camera. I'm not with that agency anymore. Yep. And dude, I got that message and I look up and I'm like, oh my God. The guy. Yeah, dude. And I was like, uh, to, uh, like tomorrow. tomorrow. It was crazy. Like, it was literally like I sent that message. And again, this is like two days we after I had done, I had to quit and ice this whole thing, gave computers back. It was like clean cut, done. And we hadn't talked for like two years. Not at all. Not at yeah. all. The only reason I even knew this was because we were still following each other on social. Yeah, mm. we were just we were just social media friends. Yeah. yeah. And so I saw these and I wrote out and I was like, yeah, dude, I'm not with this. I see what you guys are going to do. I could do some video stuff for you guys if you guys are down to do something. And oh. yeah. It and was he was like, literally like, yo, let's meet at Red Robin at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Like, you're on. Hired. Done. Deal. Signed. Sealed. Delivered. Like, let's And go. then, okay, so Brandon, mm-hmm. was he Brand- in the same spot? So Brandon, yeah, but he was working at another place. He was working at another place. But this is the thing. is he, they, go, they told me we need to do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay, well, I can do X and Y. But the Z aspect, I'm not really, like, super fluent with it. But I'm, I've always been close with Brandon. Like, I, even... Even when everything split out, when everything fell apart, I would still talk to Brandon. Yeah. And so as soon as this opportunity came about, I was like, dude, yo, he was he was doing another job. I can't remember. He was making stickers. He was doing like vinyls and yeah, all this yeah, other yeah. stuff. And uh, it wasn't enough. We didn't have, we were focusing on sales right when I first got brought So on. we didn't have clients. We didn't have clients. So it wasn't time to be like, yo, Brandon, I need your help to come over. But here. we were using him to film us like Gary Vee. Literally. Right. We were literally right. using yes. Brandon to like film us. And then we us. had the whole people, everybody doing sales. Like we was a huge emphasis on sales. Yes. And so like we needed the customers to be able to like bring Brandon on. And right. so that's why he came on later. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Once we had enough that I could bring him away from his job that made sense, that's when it was like, okay. Yeah, like once it. once Casey stepped away and Koa became my partner mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, lover, no. Um, <laughs> once we had, were doing our own... I ship it, but that's <laughs> once, <laughs> once, once we were doing our own thing and then we would get these little things on and we started bringing on websites. I remember I would we would just pay Brandon for per project. It was per project. Yeah. Like when websites would come in, it was like, bro, I need your help with this. We'll pay you. Like once every this little three months. Thing. Yeah. And then it finally got to the point where like, dude, we have enough income coming in that we could bring you on full time. I would love to have you in on this. The next thing you know. And it was there the best is. thing we ever did. Honestly, it was... It was. We love you, Brandon. Yes. Yeah, for real. Because it was the best thing we did. Because now it opened up. It's. It, I will say this from personal experience. It's hard to be your one man show, and be the only one doing all of the fulfillment side. Well, dude, it was it was rough when it was just Koa and I. I was doing all the sales. Yes. He was doing all, all the, the work. And so it was like shit. Clients kept getting added on, added on, added on, and I was like, "Holy fuck, dude!" You like, know, your boy goes to work, right? Exactly, you know? and it was overwhelming. And so he was alone, depressed. He dude, was in the I was in the by office himself. by myself. Oh, we didn't have no. any of the fancy. And I was out selling. We didn't have I, I any a... of the fancy stuff we had. Even we didn't even have a TV at this point. <laughs> we didn't have a TV. And I'm chilling in there, just two desks in a coffee maker. I'm like, God damn, like this is just a really like, quiet, just grinding at stupid shit. And, and like, then I bring him another client. Like, I'm like, good, but fuck, man. Like, what do you mean? I'm I'm gonna have zero life. Like, it was the hardest. And so when we brought Brandon on, it was like not only a boost for me personally because it it was like sick, dude. I have a teammate. And we're in this together. But it was even better because me and Brandon, we did, yeah. me and Brandon talked about doing this when we were at this agency because we fucking hated it so much. 
we were like, we want to, how cool would it be if we could do this, but not have this fucking Nazi telling us what to do? Right. And it was just crazy how it all happened because it's literally what we wanted to happen. And so it was just a perfect mesh where it's like, okay, Morgan's out here slinging accounts. Now we're in here doing what we've been wanting to do and filling these accounts. Like, it was just, it was well, great. and it was super awesome for the company too. Monarch. Because now we could do so much more. Well, I could offer specifically websites and like start yes. just bringing on websites. Right. Anytime and so that was awesome. Services, yeah. it just... And it relieved him because now I was giving work to someone else. Yes. And he could just like catch up and breathe. And yeah. It was just, it was like a great move. So the moral of story, listeners, shoot your shot. Shoot your fucking shot. Slide in those DMs. Is it crazy? Our lives changed because of that one that message. one text. Let, let's, and I remember specifically when I wrote it. I'm sitting at my house and I was living with my homies and I was just like, I remember literally laying on the ground looking at jobs on KSL, being like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Fuck, this would suck. And like, you fuck. see more pop and I see you because you're doing your thing and I was like, shit, dude, I'm just going to You want to be up. a part of that. I'm just going to say what up. Like, hey, dude, uh, whatever you guys are doing, like, I can totally help out with that. Not even thinking about any, because it was literally a video gig that I was thinking it was going to be. It right. was like, yo, I'll follow around you guys, make sick guys videos, chill, till I figure out what the fuck I'm really going to do. So let's let's play the hypothetical game. Let's say you didn't slide into the DM and you're just like, nah, you won't want me or whatever. Huh. Where do you think you'd be? In all reality, so there was one company that did reach out to me to do video ads. So what their job was... And it's crazy because it fits right in with what we do. And it's something that I would love to find a company that does all this stuff, but they don't exist anymore. Oh. Is uh, they literally were looking for just people to make vid- uh, edits. So oh, okay. I wouldn't even have to go out and film. I would just edit. And I would make YouTube edits that they would use for ads. So it was essentially, I'm assuming, because I didn't get super deep into it, because obviously this all happened. But I'm assuming that they had clients that were looking for specifically YouTube ads. And they were like the place where they would make YouTube ads for other people. Mm. And I think I would have started there and shit, dude, I honestly have no Who knows, idea. Right? Who knows? This just fit so perfect because it was literally what I had been doing for years. And it's something that I like fell in love with because it's like, yo, this is not only freedom, but this is also, this is also like fun shit to do. Yeah. Like, you're dealing with different clients. You're not stuck in this realm of this is what we do all the time. We get a new account on all of a sudden I'm an expert in this field. Also, I'm an expert in this industry. All of a sudden I'm an expert in well, that. Well, coming back to that being uncomfortable and shout out to Saw Outdoors because he slid in those DMs and he has three kids. You know, it happens that way sometimes. Yeah. But, sometimes it happens But being, un- being uncomfortable, I think that me and Makoa work so well together because not only is like he fulfillment, I'm sales, but because we do push the envelope. Like when we go to offer a new service we it's not necessarily we're like the 100 percent best at that service but we'll figure it the fuck out yeah and we'll become the best at that service exactly. and so like there's been many times where i've like i've taken a project and been like well figure it out like we'll do it yeah and, and, and it and makes him uncomfortable and he's like oh, fuck and the, but then next thing i know he's like the best like, out there this is actually pretty sick because yeah and, like, he, yo, and he gets it and because i know he's capable of it i'm like yeah just fucking do it man. yeah and mm-hmm. so being uncomfortable be uncomfortable kids Dude, and it's like even from the get-go. When we first, when I got hired on that stupid agency, I will say this out of all the things, I, I, it ended not in the best way, but the shit that I learned during that agency was one of those things where it's like, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have an education. So think about this. People that get their education, they have somebody put this information in front of you. It's not like that information doesn't exist. The only obstacle we have not paying for school is we have to go out and find that information ourselves. Right. There's literally answers to anything that you do. YouTube University. 
absolutely 100,000%. Anything that I know with videos, anything I know with photos, anything I know with ads, anything I know with websites, all of it was self-educated. Yeah, dude, mine's 100%. like Twitter and YouTube, and I gained most of my insights in marketing, sales, leadership from Twitter, and then any specifics, like detailed, detailed, YouTube. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm a firm believer in the push that, or in the, I don't know who's leading this push, but that university will become very, very tiny compared to where it has been and where it I is think right it will now. too. I think there'll be a shift in universities. It'll, it will either become more affordable and more universal, or um, I think it will become obsolete with the well, amount of yeah. information. I, I think that there's there. specific things that require university, right? You want to go be a doctor. You want to go be a lawyer. You want to go sure. and do those type of things for sure. But you want to go and start your own business? You know, one of the funniest things that I ever heard, because I, I went and got my associate's degree because I was like, well, oh, this is maybe what I need. You don't need it. It's the head, It's the fucking most expensive Absolutely. drink coaster that I own. Piece paper, of paper weight that I own. Yep. Um, the entrepreneur class there is hilarious, right? Because I would love go, to know what that is. Well, if you go to a counselor, well, at least my counselor, and I was like, hey, I want to take the entrepreneurial class because I've was always been i always been interested. And, mm -hmm. um, and she's like, well, you don't really need that class. And I'm like, yeah, but it's just something that I would love to. It interests you. Yeah. And she's like, well, it has it has a really high dropout rate. And I'm like, well, how many credits is it? And she's like, oh, no, it's just three. And I'm like, well, why does it have a high dropout rate? And I could see, like, in her eyes, like, the business side of her, like, not trying to, like. And she's like, I'll level with you. Everyone who takes that class usually drops out midway through because they realize that they don't need school anymore. Yeah. This is at the well, community college, by the way. And that's that's the truth. I will say that experience trumps over any sort of education. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. I think there's people out there getting paid selfish. what you want to get paid, less qualified than you, only because they're putting in the action to fucking do it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when you go to school, you realize that. It's like, oh, I don't need a piece of paper. I need confidence and some experience and, and some experience. results. And yes. I'm done. Experience is huge. And that's why I was so grateful for the agency because I got thrown into this shit. I don't know how to even do posting, but all of a sudden I'm doing it for people that are paying money for for accounts that are literally paying to have somebody post. And that's the experience that you get. Well, and now imagine me going over these video things with you guys. It's like I didn't know what I was doing, so I showed up with a with an iPhone. Well, now, now, no, we'll think about your and experience. now I know. We'll think about your experience now. Like, how how much money have you managed in ads alone? Like, what? Like, probably, how much? Probably more than a million dollars. Like, it's like, wild. like, literally. Like, Koa has managed so much ad spend i've spent so much money for people just on <laughs> like dead ass though they like legit yeah. on their credit card their ad spend I really in and all sometimes reality, just probably close to a million dollars well and honestly just to like learn shit too like you're like that you're just getting experience and be like well fuck it we're gonna try this now yeah. and so but now that you know that that's what makes you so damn good at what you do Yes. It is. And it's from doing it with other accounts and seeing yeah. what sucks and what doesn't suck. What's that feeling when you, when you really niche down and you find that ad that is just pumping? Mm -hmm. What does that feel like, bro? It's the oh, he loves it. Like, like get, all of a sudden you get on autopilot. It's like, bro, we're killing it. And guess what? Now I don't have to worry about this. Okay, you find this niche. You find this pocket of this it, is where the money's at. It's right. mostly like new accounts. He stresses mostly on new accounts, like so. Sure. So brand new accounts that I bring on or or, or we bring on. Um, he as soon as he finds an ad that works, and all of a sudden it starts working, 
Dude, he's, he, he like breathes this breath of fresh air. <laughs> Dude, because he's about... like, oh, fuck, okay, okay, I can breathe now. Yes. Be- before that, he is stressing. Literally because you watching. don't know. You're, you yeah. have so many variables that can happen. And you're, you're again, you're spending other people's money. Yeah. Which is always scary. Exactly. But so all I, of a sudden I blow through $500 and they're like, what did I get back? You didn't get back anything. You're like, nah, not this month. <laughs> like, Maybe next month we'll figure uh, it out. What is the, okay, how about the feeling when you can actually see like, you can look at the numbers and be like, dude, I just made them. Oh, we had X, oh, X, dude, okay. Okay. that that is probably the mo- tell that's the like, story. Tell that's the, the story. best moment is where you figure out how much where you see that what you've done is the best because what's that word when you feel like you almost you're not as good as you you think you're not as good as you are. What is that word? What you always say? Imposter about syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. I suffer from imposter syndrome, and I feel like a lot time. of people do, especially yeah. in what we yep. do. Is it? And I do a hundred percent, but. When I have those things that are successful, it's like one. It's like a boost of confidence. It's like, dude, I actually know what the fuck I'm talking about. I actually know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I can see it, and I can show it, and then it's just this like it's it's dude. It keeps you doing what you're doing. And and to your point, Wes, like like there's there there's a specific account I'm thinking of where their ads pop off almost every month, and it's it's such a fulfilling. Yes. feeling it's like a it, yes. it's a personal fulfillment like oh shit we're helping these guys out like like, like whenever making... i feel bad i look at this account <laughs> and i'm like hell yeah <laughs> guess what we, we made them over here though yeah. <laughs> killing it on this one though because that's what i've always wondered because at the core of this job the core of social media marketing slash advertising at the core of it we're trying I... to be the best asset to a company Absolutely. and bring them well, yeah, Money. and it just occurred to me that we haven't said this, but we own Monarch Social. Yeah. <laughs> We're the oh, owners yeah, yeah, yeah. of Monarch Social. Yeah. <laughs> and we do social media marketing. That's so. why they did the ad read, because I thought it would be funny. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I just wanted to make that clear. Like, we just started talking about work, but yeah, we, we own that. But yeah. yes. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's at the core, like, you guys, like, the whole, of course, you're a business and you're trying to make money, but in a roundabout way, you exist to help. that's that's, the only way that that, the the crazy thing about our industry is that's the only way our industry exists is because if we had clients that we didn't perform for no one would hire you right they would not continue to be with you everything we do doesn't cost you can technically do everything that we do by yourself yeah yeah and then you're not paying for an expert and you'll understand real quick how hard it really my favorite thing so far and this isn't to take digs anyone my favorite thing now is to educate people on how to do all of it and they come back and they're like yep. I, I don't know what happened i spent this much and nothing happened i'm like that's why you hire experts that's why literally you, that's why because you, you shorten the time like you hire us because like obviously you could go to youtube university you could do it yourself you could do it for free mm-hmm. but that literally will take months of figuring it out and so if you want to shorten that curve you hire a company like us yes. or like an industry like us you yes. know so yeah so that's what you're paying for. Yeah, exactly. It took four years of my fuck ups to realize what actually works. <laughs> and you're paying for those four years of fuck ups so you don't have to deal with that. Like, that's the whole reason you go with an expert. How do, you How do we do the marketing? So, uh, Mr. Stahl. Staley. Staley. Yeah, Sorry, I keep saying Stahl. You should have corrected me like 10 minutes ago. I don't okay. think I heard it. So, Stahl. Staley? Staley. Mr. Staley. So, uh, we do everything digital media marketing. And so when you see an ad on Facebook, when you see an ad on Instagram, Google. when you go on Google and you type in a word to look for a barber and the ad pops up, we're doing all of that. Or YouTube. Say you're looking at or trainings YouTube. on YouTube all of a sudden. It's like, hey, guess what? Buy my course. Yep. Yeah. And so, and, and there's many other aspects of that. But the marketing, 
um, or companies hire us to create content for them to post on Instagram or Facebook. Um, or run as ads. And then, so as, as the marketing, it just depends on, there, there's a lot that goes into that question because it depends if they're a product or a service, it depends how many products they have, how many services they have. But in the basic form, we have to come up with a marketing funnel to figure out how to start warming people up to this company or product or service. Mm -hmm. And then we remarket and re we retarget those people who interact with that ad and you know you get warmed up and then you know by the fourth fifth time you've seen that ad hopefully that you're making a purchasing decision so or even for i mean again that that question is extremely broad very because, broad because me taking a photo of myself is technically marketing myself but like how like, we market for companies is it's it's a very long drawn out process of, depends of on months. what they do it depends on what they do sometimes it's not a matter of like getting everything in front of you it's when you're searching for something specifically we want to make sure that you're the thing that pops up yeah like if your your house is flooded, and you need somebody to come and fix that shit, we want somebody when they type in, "My house flooded, what do I do?" We're the ones who make sure you the you right answer comes up. If you own a plumbing company or or a repairman, repairs, yeah, whatever. Drywall. We're the ones that will make sure that's put well, up cupcakes in, in Utah. Absolutely. Cupcakes in Utah. Absolutely. I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll be we'll kill it on that one every time. Yeah. Every time they honestly just kill it. Like, they just kill it. So yeah, that's a hard hard question to answer but basically we make a marketing funnel and we funnel people through that marketing funnel to make them make a purchasing decision and it what's really fun is when you get to, if you ever have the opportunity I mean these guys are on social media you can reach out um, to pick their brains even deeper it gets fascinating it's you know, so deep get, the, it's so deep it's an art it, it really truly is. is it, it is. really is when I when I heard you talking about like you know, the difference between two different look-like audiences and A-B marketing and, you know, all the split marketing, all the whole different thing. I'm sitting there like, Dude, this is a fucking, he's yes. painting a picture. It's true. And yeah, trying when, to make sure everything fits perfectly. And that's what blew my mind when I got introduced to the whole industry. I was like, holy shit, I thought this was such a simple thing, such a simple concept. Mm -hmm. But there's so much depth behind the simplicity of it. And that's what true marketing is. Yeah, and, and when we brought you on mm -hmm. and you went through your training with me, yours yes. truly, and I was whiteboarding oh, all this, dude, just, I, I just saw your wheels turning, but that's, I had to explain all that because fascinating. it goes so deep. It's more. not, you know, people think of social media marketing and they're like, oh, just post, post on, on Instagram, Instagram and oh, and just boost a post and just make an ad. The funniest, <laughs> to go off that, the funniest thing is you were telling me about that in the one of the first meetings you ever did and I never said this because I, I did that. And then you were blatantly saying like, yeah, that never works. I'm like, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah, work. Yeah, I didn't do that. Because like. <laughs> like you, the, the problem is with Facebook specifically, like if you're doing it by yourself, right, you see like, oh, if I spend $100, I could get in front of potentially 2 million people. That's got to be good. Well, that's how they get you. Yeah, exactly. They get Facebook you. is looking for those one-offs that want to yep. be their own thing. And then and all of a sudden they waste Again, $500. And then you realize price. when it comes back, you just targeted 2 million people who don't give a single fuck about, about what you do. Exactly. You, know, like, exactly. you just lost all your money. And then to throw a wrench into that, Facebook's algorithms and Google algorithms change all, all the, the time. time. So you, you have to could, stay up on top of what actually is working and yeah. not working. So Yeah, it gets deep. That gets deep real yeah. quick. And it's, so it's, deep. it's one of those conversations where if you're fascinated with People who are passionate about what they do or just are, if you're fascinated with like 
what how the world's running when you're not paying attention to it, dig into it. Yeah, uh, marketing's uh, marketing's a really fun thing. There's a lot to do with psychology in it. There's a lot to do with like just time. That's a question I want to know. What's your favorite part of marketing? Psychology. The psychology behind it. Yeah, like like what makes a person tick. Like what's gonna make a person. That's why I'm so big on. That's why when when we have our meetings. Sorry, Wes. When we have our meetings, I'm always like, it, how's our copy? What does the copy yeah, look yeah, like? Yeah, what yeah. is the media? What's working the best? Because I think the psychology part of things is is really fascinating to me. You know, I mean, if you just want to half-ass it and you have a big budget, you can put out as much content as you want and listen, you'll get sales. Sure. Yeah. But when you refine it to like figure out what's going to work the best, there's psychology behind it. Like what is going to make a person, what's going to create the the need the need the sense of urgency like what is the language that does that what is the 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 media is it a video is it a text is it a gif what is that that's going to create that experience for a person to say oh here's my credit card and the Mm -hmm. fascinating thing about that but also the frustrating thing that's always evolving always always exactly well because generate not well based on demographic yes I mean, there's these time-tested principles that are typically true. Right. You know, like if I if I was to say, "Hey guys, we're having a fifty percent off sale. It's only going to last two days." It's going to work. People are going to be like, ninety oh, percent of the time. Ninety percent of the time, people are going to be like, "Oh, I don't want to miss out." Yeah. That's psychology. But with generational things, it changes from generation to generation. So, like, if you have an older generation, you might want to provide more value. If you want a younger generation it might have to be more hip and cool and popular and you have to present them those different ways well that's what i think is fascinating about how monarch is ran as like like the 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 face of monarch hip cool new like the what's going on now because well that is well there's a reason that we did that is because we realized that we didn't want to wake up and go social media market for a dentist or a chiropractor that's boring as hell that's boring as hell we wanted to like hip fun awesome companies to work with and if you look at our clients they're sick they're so fun dude they are so cool of clients well and i think going back to the psychology that too i feel like in in my brain maybe i'm just unique if i see a company that is doing new hip innovative things i'm more i'm personally more likely to look at them versus one that looks like traditional rinse and repeat from yeah. like well, the early 2000s. We just talked about this on our podcast. <laughs> um, shout, shout out. Shout out Monarch Social Podcast. Um, <laughs> every platform. Every platform you, you think of. <laughs> Monarch Social. Um, we just talked about this on our podcast where there's we're not doing anything crazy than the majority of agencies in Utah. Like there, We're a dime a dozen. The thing that sets us apart is a couple things. A, we're hip and cool, mm-hmm. and we're trying innovative new things. And I feel like with most of the agencies out there that are doing social media marketing are very old school in their way of thought. They're just like, oh, yeah, we'll run your ads. Oh, yeah, we'll make you a website. And with us, like we try to take it to the next level by introducing certain things. But As well as I feel like a big thing that sets us apart is we genuinely want you to win. Yeah. Like we genuinely want yes. you to succeed because the more you succeed, the more we succeed. We're, we become a team with our yes. clients, and I think that I feel makes like there's a huge, this huge split between agency and company where it's like, okay, we hired these people; they're not with us. We just hired them. Yeah, and, and listen, I'm fairly new to their team and the company, and I promise you guys, I'm not saying this because I work with them. The care that they have for the clients is. Let me put it this way. 
I haven't heard talks about money in front of me, but I've had every single moment is talks about clients and how they're doing and what they can do next for them. Yeah. yeah. If that exactly. doesn't yeah. show, exactly. if that doesn't show the yeah. care, I, I, I don't that. know. I don't know what does. You <laughs> know? It's true. It's, it's so true though. Because I want all of the accounts that we work with to succeed. And I also want us to be an outlet for them if they have questions about things. I feel like transparency is extremely important in what we do. Well, that's you. I think you were the one who brought that up is the, you know, having them be able to just text us. That's versus, it. Yeah. I mean, that's, up that's all day. Like, new, like new age. We have conversations at 10 o'clock at night over things that is not necessarily super it's not about client ads. has a shower thought. It's it's lit exactly, and I want us to be that outsource. I, we're not teammates. Yeah, I encourage clients to be like, hey, if you have an issue, a problem, something come up, like text your account manager. Yes. Like, like I want that to be normal, and everyone at Monarch knows that yeah. um, because that's our culture. That's mm-hmm. our culture is the like, oh, we're part of the team. We're not just an outsource agency, nine to five, Monday through Friday. No, okay. like if something's going on, you need to like reach out. Well, the texting thing, it seems like. That's going to be the next big shift is people don't even, I mean, how many people really like getting on calls nowadays? Well, this is my thought. And I've had this idea for a long time. We just haven't been able to get to the point where we can create something like this. I would love for us. And I almost don't, I'm almost hesitant to even say this. Ooh. Somebody just steals ooh, it. Ooh. Ooh. Well, everyone, sit, close your ears. Everyone, <laughs> I would love our ideas. I would love for us to create an app where they can literally, everything is all in that app. They can check on anything whenever they want, lifetime. As well as message us if they have any questions. So kind of like a Monday for clients. For clients, not even just Monday though. Not like tasks, but more of like imagine like a Discord. Have a Discord with your stats with it, where they can reach out to us and have somebody live at hit them back up. That's cool. There's there's a couple other reasons. If you create apps, reach out. Yes, because we can sell that to other agencies. Well, we'll prove it out. We'll test it out. (laughs) I like that exactly. Distributing software. Sorry, Wes, I didn't mean for this to be like a monarch no, 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 no. conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. That, I'm trying just, to take direction. It just kind of it. <laughs> went that way. Well, and, and the thing is, and I don't know if Morgan told you this, but I have us slated for up to three hours if we choose to. Let's you know, if we choose to. We don't have to, of course. But uh, Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's a lot of gentlemen. There's a lot of uh, gentlemen drinks below me. So... Let's let's side shift. This is still a business related question, but a little bit a little bit different. Yeah. And I saw some individuals talking about this online, and it turned into a big thread. And I just want to simply ask it: What's your guys' relationship with money? What do you mean, Seth? Do you have a good relationship? Do you have a bad relationship? Do you have an unhealthy? Oh, me with money personally. I will say this, and this actually feeds into the way me and Morgan work well together, is I am very on top of money. I will not spend money when shit's not supposed to be spent. And I will absolutely... I took a math and personal finance class when I was in high school and it literally changed my life. It's checks and balances. <laughs> it is. Okay? Morgan's out here trying to spend money and I'm like, dude, we don't need to spend this. Because I would much rather... I would much rather have a huge amount of money that we could spend when we need to spend it. But I respect this because a lot of decisions where we've spent money where I've been like, oh, I don't know if we should spend it on this has paid off. Right. And it's and I'm learning this more and more. I will say that stocks and crypto has literally opened my eyes to a whole other world of like risk it to make it big, right? Or play conservative and be happy with where you're at and not want to grow any higher. Okay, aside from business money, 
about your guys' personal Personal is awesome. Way. Money, I'm on top dude. of money. I've got budgets with, for fucking everything. With me, dude, I was like, I, I, I'm like terrible with money. Um, honestly, I can say this. I'm getting better. Um, but for a long time, I, I just spend. And one of the reasons why I was just never taught. I, I literally was just never taught how to like budget. I was never taught like how to finance. Like, like none of that. So as Morgan get, got money in... Morgan's like, oh shit, I got money in. Let's go party. Like case in point, I I think I spent like 15 grand in one weekend in Vegas just having fun. See, and that's like, why I say that math and personal finance class changed I went out, my look out on all finance. I went out to California with my buddy and I think I spent like a couple grand, you know. Now, Morgan's like, oh, I can't just do that. And so I'm getting, I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm getting very better at money. But it's definitely a learned skill with so me. What do you guys look at, like, when you think of money, is it something that you look at as like, okay, I need this to survive. I need this so I can have fun. I need this to be able to feel comfortable. Like, what, what is it about money? Because we're all like... Money is two things. Money is peace of mind, but it's also stability. And, uh, and, and and for me, you know, like when I started business, I said this on my very first podcast I was with you is when, when I first started a business, it was I wanted all the clams in the sea. I wanted all the money. The reason I got into business because someone has my money and I'm going to go take it from them. Like those are my clams. I want all the money as I progressed in life and have gotten a little bit more mature. Um, I realized that freedom is really what pushes me. It's not just money. And so now I look at money as a way to bless others. I try to help others when I can. I'm very generous with my money. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. It's just different. It's changed. Yeah. It's, it, it's changed. It's evolved. it's evolved. That's a good way to put it. It's evolved. But, but for me, it was uh, how I look at money is it's obviously peace of mind and stability but also it's a tool. Money is a tool yeah. for sure. <coughs> it opens up opportunities and it's also like quality of life thing. Quality of life is another thing. Uh, but like you said, stability is probably one of the biggest things for me because just doing things that we've done, it's always kind of feels like it's up and down, up and down. It's not like your typical nine to five where you know where your paycheck is going to be always. With where we're at now, I'm super proud of us because we are stable. We're more stable than we than we've ever been. And looking at other agencies, way more stable than yeah. we was when I was doing. Yeah, there was doing. horror stories that you've told. Horror story. You weren't paid for like four months. Literally, literally. And so, uh, me on a personal level, yeah, money is like a stability thing. But the way I look at it is, you can budget out your lifestyle. However you want to live, you can make a budget that fits in the way you want to live. If you want to spend a shit ton of money and live this lavish life, you can even budget that where you're still not having anything slip through the cracks, but you know you're budgeting for this. Like, right. personally, I put aside a money that I'm going to spend. Well, I put aside money that's going then, to every single aspect of my life that I wanted to go to, what, that I want to live my way, I want to live. Well, Wes, me and you were just talking about this, is let's say you're making a thousand bucks a month, right? Your life is going to accommodate to that a thousand dollars like that thousand bucks right when you make two thousand dollars guess what your life will accommodate to that two thousand dollars and your quality of life will not change if you don't understand money or how to what's it called uh budget it or put stuff away if your if your spending habits don't change and so i don't care if you're making two thousand dollars a month or ten thousand dollars a month the problems will be the same if you look at money as, oh, I have money in the bank, I can use it. 
And so what has to change <laughs> like for you to be stable, and this is what I've had to learn, and I'm saying this from experience, guys, is I had to learn just because I'm making more money or getting more money in doesn't mean I spend more money. Yes. Right. And that's, yes. that's what happened to me. That was the pitfall because I went, you know, in my first company, I went from making like nothing to all of a sudden I was bringing in like five G's a month and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, I can do whatever I want. And I was just spending on like food. I was eating out all the time. I was going on trips. I was just like getting massages, like whatever it was, I was just spending money. And then all of a sudden I'd look at the end, like two weeks would go by and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait, can't wait to get paid. And it's like, dude, you're making like $2,500 a check and where the hell does this go? Right. You know, oh, I got a new car. So now my car payment went out. Oh, I got a bigger house. My, my rent went up. Yeah. Whatever it is, like if you don't understand like how to budget it and how to like be financially un- like smart with your money, it doesn't matter if you're making five grand a month or 10 grand a month or 20 grand a month. You have to understand this is the lifestyle that I have and this is the budget to go out. This is the budget to go eat out or to go on trips for the month, whatever it is. Yeah. I feel like obviously live below your means. Like live as frugally as you can, but at the same time, you want to still have this happiness of life. Right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like be frugal, but also like, just put it in your budget, like, hey, I'm gonna exactly. do X, Y, Z this month. I'm gonna. Like, I know I want to spend a thousand dollars on myself this month, and I need to make sure that yeah, I have that. I need to, to travel. Sure that I still have. I need to travel this month, and I want to eat out this month, but I'm not gonna eat out every day this month. You know what I mean? Dude, right. for me, biggest thing is I know exactly where every single dollar goes. Every single dollar yeah, down Koa, to the T. Koa is really, really good extremely at money. micromanaged on it. When money goes, when money comes back, if money gets, if something comes up, I have it calculated where okay this money will come back at this point one thing that has opened my eyes though is stocks shout out to doge because doge is making me bank right now we're at 72 on doge 72 i don't know if it's still at 72 it was at 72 when I looked guys back. i sold all my doge and i'm just really sad about it and this is one of those things where it's like you gotta you have to play the long games shit's gonna happen and at the same time when shit happens you want you have to be able to have something in your back pocket to fix those things. I think I think the biggest thing that I'm realizing is, you know, multiple sources of revenue make things feel really good. Hell yes. Hell yeah. Literally that's hey, the Hey Dalton, what's up, man? Thanks, Stingray. Thanks, Steph. I appreciate hey, you guys. And shout out to Dalton. Oh, real quick on Dalton, when you were doing your your sponsor. Yeah. I use Happiest number eight. Oh. Um, not sponsored. Not sponsored. But I use number eight. It's uh, CBD with melatonin at night. Dude, I'm an entrepreneur and it's so hard. It's so hard like turning off my brain at night. I've been using his for probably about a month now. And it's it's my favorite thing. I do it every night and it helps me sleep great. I'm not groggy. I'm not groggy in the morning. It just puts you to sleep and I love it. So shout out to Hepius. I have to. And I'm a firm believer in if I'm going to have someone sponsor my podcast, I have to like the product. Um, Dude, <laughs> I've um, used their number two daily. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it really I, is. I love, I love his product. So. Yeah. Same with uh, my Great other sponsor. two sponsors. It's weird how Monarch, I'm getting a website from them. It's weird how Dark Prime Collectibles, I go hang out with them every Sunday. Like, That's you got to know your sponsors. You got to know your sponsors. But... Um, no, no shout out to uh, yeah, Big shout, shout out, out to him. Yeah, shout, shout out to him. Oh, right, baby. The multi having multiple streams of revenue. Is That's a important. new thing for me. Uh, right now, what it is a big thing for me personally is trying to make money, make more money. Yeah. Well, you want your money to make money. 
Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, if you have a huge savings account, why do you have that money just sitting there when you could put that money in the stocks and have the potential? Yes, there's a risk of it dropping. And that's the biggest, that's my biggest reason not to do it, right? Dude, and- but if it, it makes me think if I would have put everything that I owned into Dogecoin, I mean, a month ago, even, bro, I would have quadrupled yeah, my savings yeah, account. Yeah, yeah, but that's like the could have, would have, should have. I know, it. obviously, 2020 hindsight always, but it's like, you, you just Still. diverse, like, you have to have diversity in, like, where you're putting your money, whether you know, it's a side hustle or if you're doing something on the side or if it's a savings account or if yeah. it's, you know, but you want your money to make money. And- you want your money to make money, but at the same time, what you were saying was is the having multiples revenue or multiple sources of income that's a huge 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 thing that's when i bought in at doge so just what? think if i would have thrown in a couple thousand i, I don't know at what know. price yeah, six? Oh no oh no he bought it at that i so oh i bought my god fifty dollars you know, got me twenty four thousand doge coins when i bought yeah. in are yeah. you kidding me and did you sell that shit yeah i'm an idiot oh my god bro you could be i failed bang. the reddit community my platinum so, hands didn't hold so we we did the math the other day uh wes um i sold oh, with bitcoin i sold uh some of my class a ownership in my last company for 25 grand and i had 25 grand and my my friend said oh you should buy bitcoin bro you should throw all of it in bitcoin and what was, was it like 150 at the time it was 148 dollars <laughs> yeah. and, and i looked into it and i was like i did the math on it yesterday so wait 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 wait, wait. Oh, so i looked into it and i was like oh this is sketchy like what the hell like no way we did the math if, oh, I would, if I would be just measly ten million dollars, ten million dollars in the bank account right now. If I, just, if I just would have put my twenty five in Bitcoin, hindsight, man, that hurts. So put some in and just leave it. My like, my goal is to be is to split thirty three, thirty three, thirty three. So I want thirty three of my savings or net in crypto stock. Real estate. Got you. Dude, real estate is a That's huge healthy. one for me. I would it's love, very healthy. I have this whole lifestyle I want to live, and it involves real estate and Airbnb. I want like, the laptop life. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> that's why we do what we do is because of that. Like, that's exactly <laughs> why. Yeah, Koa is like the epitome of the laptop life. Like, he, he travels all the time. Yeah, dude, the count, like, that's like three weeks. He's been in like three different cities. Like, yeah, you were in like Portland, Portland San, San Francisco. Fran. You were down in, you were, where was Mesquite. your family? Mesquite. Is that budgeting or is that like, he, he can work from anywhere. That's that laptop life. He works I've from anywhere. Also, yes. But yeah, he budgets. It's Makoa. Dude, but I budget like for everything. He's a but, budget whore. But at the same time, there's a there's a lifestyle I want to live, and it involves traveling a lot. That's mm-hmm. why my sweet honeybee at home <laughs> is a flight attendant. Ah, genius. it's a perfect match. Genius. Like it's beautiful, and it it's I want beautiful. a sweet honeybee. Damn it! The beautiful <laughs> thing about it is how do I get one of those? Is, is she has the same mindset? We want to have this lifestyle where we can go and come, go and come. In our reality, dude, I'll be totally transparent. We want to live in Hawaii. Like that's where I want to have my kids. I want to do all of that stuff out in Hawaii. I want them to live that island life. Yeah, but I have to be able to come back home. I have to be able to come back here. You need home base. Yes, and so I I want home base to be out there, but I want to be able to come back here and do work. And make island terminology is mainland, right? Yeah. The whole 48 states here and then island life, which right. is out in Hawaii. And so the only way you can make that mainland money, because there's limited jobs you can really do on, a, on an island. If you're going to work at Dole, you better find something <laughs> I'm not going to work at Dole. I don't want to work yeah. in a hotel. I don't want to do any of that shit. To make mainland money, you have to be able to come back here and go back there, come back here and go back there. And so we've, we've 
we're in the midst of crafting this life that we want to live. I really, I really, I don't have lots of regrets in my life because I feel like people who live with too many yeah, regrets. Yeah, you do. You sold Doge. That is a huge That's my number one regret. regret. No, bro. Um, I had, <laughs> so when me. I was knocking doors in Houston, um, like a lot of people, you, you really hate it. Uh-huh. And uh, I, it was near end of summer and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to head back home. Um, I had an opportunity to go, if I would have taken it, to go to Hawaii and knock doors. Oh yeah, that's what that's what opened my eyes to it. Why? Hawaii is expensive. Yeah, it is. And I and my time at Houston was profitable, but I was worried that there wasn't going to be any profit to be made in Hawaii. Was it with solar? That fixed no. mindset. I, it was with um, uh, security. Security. Gotcha. See, I I remember when there was this huge buzz about uh, Hawaii and solar. And that's when I had a bunch of friends that went out there. And I was younger, they were obviously older, but they uh, they went out there and they, that's what opened my eyes to this whole no. knocking doors possibility. And that's really what got me in the door. I, I don't think either of my friends did super well, but they had a great time. I couldn't even imagine yeah, well. doing it in Hawaii. Think about it, you, you get to hit a whole neighborhood and be done with the whole fucking island. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's, that's the main reason why I didn't go, and not that I'm trying to justify it. You're like, it. I, I need... Yeah. I regret not going, but... I started looking at shit and it was like a gallon of milk was like eight dollars. Yeah. That was like my first thing. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I'm like, yeah, the cost of living's way yeah. too high. I'm not gonna. I don't even. Th- I disagree because guess what? They still got a Costco out there. Costco yeah. prices are they have still Walmart? the same. Yeah, you it's would Costco be fine. Prices. You would be fine. There's Costco. There's Walmart. The only thing that fluctuates is milk, like produce, probably. and uh, uh, gas. Yeah. Gas is hella expensive, but bro, you have limited land to drive. Regardless, on. I mean, I didn't, I didn't go. I still want to go. I've never been to Hawaii, and it is on my list of <sighs> places I'd like to at least visit. We should but do a monarch retreat in Hawaii. Don't, don't no, monarch retreat, uh, Fourth of July, Sacramento. Oh yeah, Sacktown. 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 Prepare sure. yourselves. Can we go try and find the Diaz brothers? Is that a weird thing? No, they are in Stockton and in the Bay. That's like right there. Yeah. Yeah, we can go there. I don't want to, like, I don't know what I would say to them. <laughs> what up? <laughs> you say Stockton, bitch. Yeah, Stockton. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you say. I'd probably say, what's up, G? And then just like walk away. Something like really ghetto. <laughs> yeah, something super ghetto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and be like, yo, you guys are vegan? Fucking dope, Twenty twenty happening. I'm going stand, hold my beer by dropping a fucking rocket random into our. Oh, that oh, yeah. that's happening this weekend. Yeah, that could add. There's. They don't know where it's gonna hit. Utah is in one of the places that they're estimating it will probably hit. Wait, wait, what? Parts of the shit now. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. KSLN Fox. Okay, so wait, what happened? Yeah. Longs. Okay, tell them what. So China shot this huge rocket. rocket. Okay. And something fucked up, and you know how like rockets have like the parts that come thing? off, yeah, yeah. Um, the booster, gas, the booster, the thing is ten stories shit. tall, and it didn't detach. Wait, wait, how many launch. tons is it? I don't know, how dude. Many it's like tons. It's, it's a dude, lot, dude. It's like six tons or something like that. So it's like it, crazy huge and big. It's like ten stories, like six what? tons. Okay, it okay, shot, what? it shot up, didn't detach, took this ten story, multi ton object. Now it's falling back down, and Utah this is a place where they don't know where it's going to hit. No way. Yeah, KSL. I saw. They have no idea where. I it's saw gonna KSL hit. and Fox put out like they a can't thing. Track like, it. Hey, a warning. Utah, yeah, Utah's yeah. a place that could potentially be hit. They better be able to calculate that shit. Like when's twenty twenty one? No, no, no. Some stuff like most of it's going to burn up in the atmosphere. But yeah. you know, I was talking to my dad about it, and he's like. Dude, think of like a metal plate that's like a couple hundred pounds. That's blowing up a house. Yeah, absolutely. You know? The off there's okay. The what's the what's the 
thing right by the police station that's a museum. The Leonardo, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 the Leonardo. The Leonardo, okay, out in front of Leonardo, they have a piece of a space station booster. Yeah, that's and true. you go and see that thing, dude, and it is huge. You realize huge. It's happening in the next twenty-four hours. It's coming into our atmosphere. Fun. Holy shit! Buckle up, kids. Yeah, buckle up. I just want to go try and like, if I see it, I want to go try and see where it lands. How yeah. cool would it be to have a piece of that history? That'd be cool. Well, that, honestly, in all reality, like if that was to hit you, couldn't you sue? Couldn't you make hella money if you got hit by that? Who are you gonna sue? China? I guess you're right. It's China. Like that the did Republic this? of China. Yeah, that's fucking. Crazy. And it and shows its potential landing area. Oh, oh man, I want to see this. I would love to see the potential landing area. See, I, what I was reading is like they thought it was gonna like land in Egypt, like Africa, but like one like if if something happens. Since it's going, since it, like there's so much space, <laughs> that's a huge distance. Like <laughs> if it, this gets tapped, this literally, way, literally, it's gonna go countries. And, and now, and now it's in Utah. Now it's like, oh well, now uh, Salt Lake. Big facts: if you get hit, you definitely do die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you get, if your car gets hit, like I don't. Suck. Ghost, you can sue every. You can sue. Guess you can ghost sue you can sue. Or I guess you can sue whoever you wish. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Anyway, yeah. sorry, I saw that no, comment. 20, and I had to bring it up. Twenty twenty one though has been kind of nice. I think twenty twenty one's been great. It has. It, well, it's I mean, been really in comparison good. to twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty was sucky, but twenty twenty one is good. Like I went into the store without a mask. That was great. Mm -hmm. Weird. Yeah, yeah I like that. We're training without a mask now. Like, I remember training. the first day. So shout out to the best pizza place that I know, Z Brothers. You guys should sponsor us. Um, We've I been put, there multiple times. I put Makoa on, or not Makoa, Jesus. I put Morgan onto that place, and we met there one day for lunch, and uh, it was the first time that like we just were able to walk in without a mask. And oh, I yeah. felt like I felt uncomfortable because I was like, "Oh, this is so weird. I don't remember what it's like." I know. people see my face now. I like, know. The first time it hit me was when we went to that conference down in Provo. Oh yeah, we'd have to. Have a mask and we on. walked in because we were like masked up, and all of a sudden, we're like, oh, this guy doesn't have a mask. Oh shit, nobody in this whole bitch has a mask. No. Like, yeah, it was so sick. <clears throat> I'm excited for it. I think 2021's been awesome. Lots of growth for yeah, us. 2021's been rad. Less masks, so. Do you think yeah. that? <coughs> Let's talk about COVID for a second. Do you think it's going to be something that is just going to? We'll have to disappear. deal with it every winter, or do you think it'll just disappear? I think this year will be a big test of that. I don't know because I I've heard both sides. I I think people I've heard people say, oh, as soon as flu season comes back, it's going to be like this whole another spike in COVID cases. But me personally, I would hope that we're over that. Like everybody's got the opportunity to get a vaccine, and in all reality, even if you has anyone gotten a vaccine? I haven't. No, but I also had COVID. Oh yeah, you had COVID. So it's like I feel like I'm already. Did you have COVID? It. No. No. Couple see if, and see that's the thing is if I Couple was in a position scares. like you guys then I probably would get vaccinated. Nah. I don't personal, worry. personal, and I, it's not like no, no political stance on it yeah. at all. But like me personally, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm vulnerable, I guess, in a way. And you're vulnerable. It, I'm a but, beast but, and have but, asthma. But that's also coming from me <laughs> having it. That's also from me have, yeah, have had it. Oh. It, it feel it's shitty, dude. Having COVID was fucking crazy. It was a crazy fucking thing. Like. Yeah. Not, not being able to smell and taste, that was crazy. I'm not a conspiracy guy, or, and I'm not a political guy, or anything like that, but I will humbly wait for maybe the second or third tested rounds of vaccination. That's where I'm at. 
That's where I'm at. I there's a lot of people who got nice. the Johnson to Johnson one, and, and then it got up. pulled. Yeah, it got pulled. And that that's the main reason why I didn't do the first one is, you know. I, did, I just think it was rushed, that's all. Not, not that I think, it doesn't sound like anyone's, I mean, the numbers of people who are having really bad times with the Johnson and Johnson one are low. Still, I, I will just quietly wait until, you know, and I agree with the that. second or third I, test round. I almost never buy the first generation of anything. Exactly. That's kind of how I look at it. You know, I'm cool with the second or third generation. And if it wasn't if it wasn't for the fact that I uh, I had COVID, so I'm not in any rush. Obviously, I haven't been vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure I will at some point down the line. I And this might be a shitty way to look at it, but if it impacts my social life to the point where you... If you're not vaccinated, you can't go places. Boom. Then I will. That's my number one thing. Same, Brittany. I've never gotten the flu shot, and I've never really had the flu. I think I've had the flu once out of like how many years? Yeah, I've had the flu. I think I've had the flu a couple times, but I've never got the flu shot. I've gotten the flu. I've gotten the flu a few times. No, but you survive. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um. Good point. Mm-hmm. I uh. I guess my next question is kind of goes with this. So, you know, with 2020 being a year that is going to go in the history books, right? For COVID, for political reasons, mm-hmm. for movements, for the crazy natural disasters from, you know, Australian wildfires and all that. Kobe. Yeah. R-I-P. Kobe, RIP, GG, RIP. We'll never. This year will be studied in at least American history for the time, for for, sure. for the extended future. If you guys were to give a paragraph to people studying history of 2020, what would you tell them? That's Let true. you think on it. That's true. I would say some shit like, man... The year, the year that was like a fucking America movie. was manipulated by the media, and the power and influence of believing oh, the, the hype train. That's actually very good. That's a good way to say it, because I feel like a lot of things got blown out of proportion. Yeah, things was like left and right crazy. But it was also because we were all hoarded in; we couldn't actually go out, and so it's like we only had our phones. I think that drastically changed. It. Is a big reason too why the political landscape was so so crazy scary, and hostile, scary yeah. and hostile. Dude, like think about how much we heard about Trump last year and like a president. Every single day you would look on, and how, you wouldn't even look for it. It would be at, fucking thrown in your face. And how many times have we heard about Biden? I don't honestly. Know. I don't think we know. I don't. Literally, the, the only time I ever see anything is usually like someone who's like sleeping, sleeping Biden. Yeah, or someone's like. Trump, come back. Like, that's the only time that I ever <laughs> see anything, political things. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think 2020 was a crazy fucking year because of crazy media bias on both sides. Yeah. Listen, I'm not, I don't believe in a two-party system, so I'll just say that right now. But there was media bias on both sides, and both sides crazily hyped unnecessary things that I think riled up a lot of uneducated people. Mm-hmm. And it turned into a huge shit show. And I think 2021, we're slowly but surely easing back into pre-2020. I'll be honest with you. I got to a point in 2020 where I was like really worried that with the political landscape, there could have potentially been a civil war. I wouldn't say necessarily a civil war, but more harm than there should have been. A hundred percent. Well, dude, know, it was crazy. We had like it was it was so insane. Thing about the Capitol got rioted. Yeah. Like there was some of the craziest shit that went down. And we were getting told like by our 
by the trusted media sources, like through different means, like if they, if you're, if the opposing political party doesn't agree with you, they're the enemy. Yeah. That's like, I hate to bring this up. I'm not, I'm not a historian. I don't know a lot about it. But if you go look at like Iran in like the 80s, 70s and 80s, beautiful. That place was blossoming. Really? And then what yeah. happened? Beautiful women too. Political just turmoil. Really? Crazy. And now it looks like a fucking war zone. Sh- war zone. It just looks like they it's, went back in time. It's scary. It looks like they went back thousands of years. Yeah. And at some point I was like, man, is this going to happen to us? Are no, we not going to be able to deal with this political turmoil? Listen, like, like suffocate the government? Businessly speaking, like, okay, rile some feathers. Like, speaking of business, and very Republican, if you will, businessly speaking, like taxes and those type of things, mm-hmm. spending, and I'm very Republican in that way, but everything yeah. else, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm very either liberal or, yeah, you know, other side. But, um, no, I never thought it would be that way. And when you say trusted news sources, like, there is only a couple of news sources that I will even. I should fuck say with. trusted news sources for the political for the individual who is into politics. Your average they're American, trusted, yeah, your average. Trusted. Well, I don't well, know. I feel like media. It's opened my eyes to how corrupt our media is. Yeah, 100%. yeah. I don't yes, follow yes, yes. any. If, it, any if I don't it. find it on Reddit, I don't believe it. Until yeah, I do exactly, <laughs> exactly. And God bless the fact that we have the fucking internet because yeah. now we can have real opinions from real people. Rather than being fed whatever some higher anarchy wants to feed it. I can't remember the last time I've watched Fox or CNN or any of the ones that yeah. are politically affiliated. But you know our parents, that yeah. older generation, and exactly that, that's, what that's they where they, they get eat it, it from. Up. They eat and it it's going to be interesting to see how everything evolves. Because I feel like our generation is so against higher media. Those main media streams, because they, everybody knows they're corrupt. No. Like there's so much information out there that has proven that what they say is not only the same across certain channels because they're again controlled by something higher up than them, but it's also just like false. Like there's a lot of it's shit very, that's not true. It's a very interesting landscape. I think that there's room for really unbiased media to come out. I think that there's room for improvement in in government. And I feel like there's room for so many things i mean there's a lot of things that i don't agree with what's happening right now in the world but i think that there's a lot of room and it's a really great landscape for some innovative creative new ideas and new people to come out to kind of take that banner yeah yeah i agree i agree funny enough i uh and this is goes along with it but i'll get there uh i had recently dove back into south park as like a side thing because i remember I'm on this kick lately of like trying to find things I liked as a child and see if I still, still like, like them now. Like see watch, if it's still relatable. Yeah, watch Tom and Jerry. That shit okay. still fucking slaps. Still this really <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. But uh, I was watching some South Park and I hadn't watched it for you know ten some odd years. And one of the episodes, one of the kids makes a school newspaper, and his whole entire thing is no one can sponsor it. No one can uh, pay for an article or anything like that. It's 100% just the news. Yeah. And everyone starts falling in love with it except for like the local like newspaper. newspapers and stuff. <laughs> and they start trying to kill him pretty much cuz he's like because they're he's taking showing away them the news. Exactly. He's taking away their business. Exactly. Like, and even though there's tons of jokes and it's really raunchy and silly, the core of that's fascinating. Is it impossible for people to really bring just news? 
because either money is so easy, like it's hard to say no to big dollars, mm-hmm. or is it just a landscape that is scary to get well, into? Well, I think that the hard thing is, is it, it, I mean, it comes down to money, and that's what Absolutely, sucks. it literally it's, comes down to money. Because to run a newspaper, to run those type of things, everything needs money. Sure. Like you need sponsors, you need whatever it is, like money comes from somewhere. Um, for example, if someone knew how to make money off homeless people, there would be no homeless people. The hard thing is there's no money in it, and that's why we have a homeless problem. But with news, it's the same thing. Like To get news out there, unbiased, good news, it takes money, and usually those are sponsored by big corporations or companies that have an agenda. Mm-hmm. And the moment that, that's why I'm saying it's a really interesting landscape right now because the person that figures out how to get funded by a very non-biased corporation or company, which usually doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be really interesting of like where news or media or facts come from or where we get our news, especially our generation, like like boomers, if you will, older <laughs> generation, they have their news sources, but the younger generations, like we're going to be looking somewhere else. And that's going to be the interesting thing to see how that evolves. Well, this is my biggest fear is having people that we trust that are like real people talking about the news them being bought out by something bigger than them and all of a sudden that gets changed the way i look at it is for example tech reviews right for a long time you would get honest tech reviews but now you have companies sponsoring tech well, reviews see, and they're and gonna say good shit about that company that, that's actually like one of the platforms that i think will be awesome for news and which is awesome for news is youtube is YouTube, like yes. youtube because you can monetize yourself off mm-hmm. of youtube without a corporation if you have a following, like I follow plenty of people on Twitch, on YouTube, on these different platforms that are not sponsored by people, but they're monetizing what they're doing and it's very unbiased or it's very just the news. It's just the news or, or certain things like I follow stock people, yeah. I follow different business information people. I could see that being and, more. And so I, I, I can see YouTube just like tech reviews coming out and doing something, but now you need to send people places. They need to go experience that and make sure that it's like either eyewitness or reporting on it but that's where you need your money to I, I think I'm, I agree with you I think that's probably where the future will be is I, I don't know if necessarily like Fox or CNN will stop being relevant but I think for our generation and younger they're just going to choose to follow YouTube personalities who are talking about specific that's, news that's what we're but doing again, right what now what if those personalities get corrupt what if those personalities that's start always, saying well, that, that's, that, that's with anybody though that's, and that's with it, anything I feel like it's almost easier than getting a whole corporation like I don't know. It's no, just, corporations have agendas, usually. But, but but like we said, money backs everything, and so why why would somebody not get paid to that's why I said it's hard they to want. say no to the dollar, right? It's, it's very is. hard to say There's, no to the dollar. When 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 does the dollar get too big for you to change what you think? You know, like to change because for me, I, everybody's got a price tag. About bro. five mil. Yeah, for like, me, I'll be honest with you. Like if someone, if somebody realistically was coming and say, I'll give you a hundred million or a hundred thousand dollars right now to save this. A lot of people would say yes. A lot of people are taking that deal. That's what oh, I'm saying. hundred thousand dollars is a yes. shit ton of money. And then you know that one person is going to be like, well, like five grand. I'm going to hold out and I'm going to be real and authentic. Until that person shows up. Until also it's like, hey, I'll give you a mil. All right, I'll change it. Hey, I'm holding strong, boys. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I did have a interesting opportunity where someone had came, slid into my DMs, and basically talked about how they... They basically put podcasts underneath them. They give them a budget. They, you know, let you make whatever content you want, but it did have an agenda. Mm -hmm. There was things that you had to cater to them. There was things that you had to 
basically like toe the line, I guess you could say. With what things can you say? Political. Political things? A lot of political things. I had really? to I would have had to have implemented political talk, which I don't. Wow. Um, and then I would have had to have leaned more on I was getting mixed up. Lean further left. Left? Mm. I think. I can't remember. And uh the dollar was looked fairly nice to me. Right. And it's you hard know? to not. And this is I'll take it outside of politic or politics or anything. Let's go into fucking boxing right now. Okay. Logan Ball. So baby. think about Got that this. Hat, bitch. Is is Floyd? Is Floyd selling out right now? Is he taking this and going to lose this fight? Bro, his team is the money team. Yes, but, dude, he's a seller. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so you think like, he's he loses money? Dude. So you think he's gonna lose this I, fight? I don't know if he'll because lose guess what? It. Did low? Okay, and it makes me think like the whole conspiracy but behind just Jake it. saying that he paid out Ben well, to lose this okay, fight. Before we get too hyped on this, I do want to point out. That this exact formula is boxing to a T. Yeah. If you have a personality and you're getting popular, and this is why it blows my mind why everyone is getting so uppity about Jake and what he's doing. Was the Ben Askren fight stage? Yeah. But that happens in every boxing match. Like, look at the whole fucking thing as a. Every professional boxer, if you look at their first like five, ten fights for most people, they're tuner fights. They go out there and they look really good. They have crazy knockouts or do crazy things, and then they start building the hype because that's where the money is. They're doing the same thing with Jake. and But here's the thing that people don't want to hear. The kid's not that bad. He's not, dude. I honestly, when that fight went down, I put money on Ben, and I didn't do any research. I didn't look into any of this shit. Now, is Jake- I was just like, it's a fucking YouTuber versus a boxer. But, s- but when you saw Ben weigh in. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't even when he weighed in because I didn't even pay attention to that. It was just like the day of I put a bet on. Took uh, his fucking I put a bet on Ben to be. Shirt off. Bro, as soon as Dad he took man. his shirt off, I was like, oh, my God. I just Fuck. lost this. I just lost this bet. Uh-huh. Hands down, dude. But but bigger question is, I don't think Floyd would be the type that sells out like that. No. All I'm saying is that there's no reason that he needs to fight. But I'm still going to put 25 bucks on on, uh, Logan just in case he does win because shit. It's it's the fight game. Anything's possible, but the odds of him winning are slim. I think it's a 900 favorite for Floyd. I think the interesting thing is that, you know, the, the grand scheme of this, right, they were able to entice Floyd out of retirement. With how much money? There's a lot a of money lot of money around those guys. And if that yeah, doesn't interest like, individuals, I don't know what will. Yeah. So, Because we're talking like, what did Floyd make in the Pacquiao one? I think it was 100. I think it was like five. I know it was at least 100. I, I think it was like 500. Where's the floor? Okay, someone watching, how much money did Mayweather make on the Pacquiao fight? And how much is he expected to make on the Logan Paul fight? I think it's, Put that in chat. I've heard rumors of 100 mil for this fight. I thought, I thought it was like heard. 90. Yeah, I thought it was like 90 something. So think about that, guys. Logan has a poll of 100 million for a fight, and he's not a boxer. My favorite thing about Logan, because we've talked about how we think he's a fucking genius. I think Logan is awesome. I hate Jake. Yeah, Jake, I think Jake has ideas. He just doesn't know how to. He's just terrible at them. He's just terrible at them. Logan. Is honestly genius. a genius. I think yeah, Logan Paul is honestly is. a genius. He is genuinely. I think and he I is as well. I love how he's marketing this fight. He's on Logan. TikTok. He's making memes about how he's not going to win this fight. And then watch him win. He put one. He put one up the other day where he was replying. You know, on TikTok, where like one side of it 
the one of the trends right now is these girls like listening to you and they start laughing at yeah you. Like, yeah he did one where he was like punching yeah. bags and it was like yeah i'm gonna fight floyd mayweather and then they all started laughing he's like Oh, I'm gonna well, fight Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> you know? And, and then, he's totally rolling with Well, him. and then yeah. he made the tweet where he's like, My mom's really scared, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like that stuff's funny. But here's the thing. This is why it's so genius for Logan. He loses. Nothing changes except his bank account. Exactly. Everyone's he's gonna be like, We paid, fucking bro. told he you wins. so funny. He wins. Win or lose, he wins. If he okay, if for some reason Logan throws his lerp left, whatever it is that he has and he somehow catches Floyd and ends the fight. Dude is immediately the biggest star on the planet. Literally. Because Floyd is arguably the best boxer. Now name one person on this planet who wouldn't fight Floyd for, you know, I don't know how much he's going to make. 50 million, 60 million. Yeah, a lot. And just like a 0.01% chance of being the biggest star on the planet. I'd do it. 100%. I'd let yeah. Floyd ice Train my ass. ass off. Like, I would let Floyd do a lot of things. I, yeah, I he he could get on top of me and bash my fucking head in after I'm knocked out. Yeah, come on, guys. God, because you. My question is like, if he does somehow, some way, knock out Floyd, do you think other boxers are gonna try to fight him now? Sure, and I bet he's smart enough to be like, let's do it. But yeah, because no, his bank account goes up. Yeah, his value goes up as a fighter to fight him. That's marketing 101, baby. Yeah. Look Speaking at Jake. Speaking of marketing. Guess I, who Jake, guess who finally acknowledged Jake? Canelo. Really? Canelo would ice the floor with Jake Paul. But now he's in his fucking eyesight. Yeah. That's another $100 million fight right there. Yeah. And of course I'm going to pay and watch Canelo fuck Jake Paul. Hell yeah, Like, dude. he's going to just... This fight's going to be crazy. What is it, June? Yeah. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. Next month. Yeah, next month. <laughs> next month yeah oh shoot that's gonna be sick it's gonna be sick but it's, i am gonna put I literally dude it's a 900 odds like jake 25 is a, bucks to put on. 25 bucks and you win like 600 yeah might as well might as well might, might as well yeah 25 i got you guys if you need it hey let's go <laughs> I, I i'll probably i honestly will probably put 100 on logan just for the yeah. just just fun just yeah. because it's just an because because you have to <laughs> because if you put 100 oh man yeah. you can make bank yeah. on that and bank, i bank bank and who so knows? Stupid. But again, it makes me think like, what if it is rigged? I don't know. What was all this shit? I, I didn't look into it super deep, but today when I was on uh, Instagram, I saw something about Floyd freaking the fuck out. So they had their first in-person press Meeting, conference. Press yeah. conference. And Jake. So Floyd had said in passing that he would fight Logan and Jake on the same night. And then everyone's like, oh shit. So Jake being Jake. And I can see Logan hates when Jake does this shit. It's so crazy to me that he allows it. But Jake went and got in his face. Floyd Mayweather's well, face. Well, first of this all. This has to do with Jake? Yeah. First of all. I fucking can't stand Jake, dude. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, Jake untied his shoes when he was on oh, stage. Oh, yeah, on stage. Okay, it says his shoes untied. Yeah, so he pokes the bear. Yeah, he pokes the bear. So, that, so that's number one. Number two... They get up in each other's faces after that. And they're talking like, he's like, I'm going to call whoever yeah. signed the papers like to get yeah. Floyd to fight Logan and Jake on the same night, which would never happen. Would not. But then, like a fucking fourth grader. Dude, like a fucking elementary kid. Literally. He grabs Floyd's hat. And takes it. Off his and head. And says, says, I got your hat. And runs away. And then, and then fucking Floyd's 
bodyguard gang, gang. Bo- bodyguard gang dudes go and just fuck him up dude so no way jake, jake has like a black eye yeah no he's trying to way. hide it behind these glasses but here's jake being smart immediately he made merch that says i got your hat got your hat he got a tattoo on his leg that says i got your hat i had no idea how to do it with jake at all it was with jake yeah wow what a little nothing to do with logan shit dude yeah, literally jake. that's crazy so that's crazy you know that's what i think is going to end up happening though what and i think this is the genius move Jake and Logan are gonna have to fight. I said the same thing. Really? I think so. I think they'll be tight. Who would you take? I don't think they'll have to fight. They have so many people that hate them. I think they, they will, though. I think that would be at, sick. If you look at all the things that Logan keeps saying, and he keeps getting caught saying these things. What? How he's like, the big one that's floating around right now is like a recorded call in there, like a recorded um, thing going on in their house saying, Logan's talking to someone saying how Jake and his dad always tend to fuck everything up. And he's tired of it. And I don't know when this was from, but it's, it's Tim saying it. Mm-hmm. And then now this, you can see him in like these these videos of this press conference, you know, visibly mad that Jake's doing his shit. Yeah. But then like in front of the cameras, he's like, oh, buddy, buddy with Jake. Yeah, yeah, If I'm thinking like money fight that would be after sick. Floyd, you know, if he gets fucked up by Floyd and the hype goes down that would be the big thing if it hit the brothers against each other yeah i think that would be sick who would you take probably jake jake jake's more skilled i think i think jake's a better fighter but i feel like logan's got that older brother fucking strength you know older he's he's probably stronger and he's bigger think about older brother strength you're not gonna let your little fucking brother beat you i don't know yeah i mean i don't i'm an only child same i don't know i don't know but uh I, I see, and you can look at some of the anal- or analysts who look at Jake's fighting. And he's he knows how to throw a punch. Does, Do I think yeah. he's a pro? Fuck no. No. Absolutely not. But could he run like an amateur circuit and then maybe become a pro? Yeah, probably in like five, six years. Yeah. But we'll see. I can't believe that was all with Jake. Dude. Yeah, Jake blew that whole mind. thing up. Even though the best clip it? from that, yeah. the best clip from that is Floyd was like, I'm gonna he was like, you. no, he was like, we'll never forget what you did in Japan, Logan. And like about the, him filming the guy who was yeah. like, oh, with the body. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Logan looks at him and he's like, hey guys, did you guys forget that he's 51 and zero? He knocked out his wife. Oh! <laughs> and you could tell Floyd instantly didn't know what to say. He got super like. Oh, like just didn't know what to threw say. Threw him way off. Yeah, threw him way off. Like he fucking dug in the trenches. He just like he twisted yeah, the blade. Like, don't underestimate the YouTube. See, I think, I, yeah. Okay, once again, I think Logan Paul is awesome. Like, I am a huge Logan Paul fan. I hate Jake Paul. I hate everything he stands for. I hate same, his personality. Same. Everything. Same. But Logan, I think, is a legit genius who knows what the fuck he's doing. He's very calculated. He's very smart. And he's got uh, a great team around him. And I think, like, like we said, no matter what happens, he wins. Yeah, he's he winner. wins. He it's a lose. great marketing push. He could lose Huge. that fight in five seconds. Yep. This is a net win. No and he what. wins. I just have a hard time. And he'll make fun of himself afterwards, 100%. and it'll be funny, yeah. and he'll be like, "Yeah, what'd you expect?" And it'll be, yeah. it'll, life will go on. Yeah, and he'll. But he gets the opportunity to fight this fool. Yeah. With the slimmest of chances of actually knocking him out. Hey, and if you if we really want to get into it, Floyd hasn't fought since twenty seventeen. In all reality, forty five and small and small and dude, small. Dude, Paul, Logan Paul is so big compared to him. Yeah, is so big. Yeah, 
But so. at the same time, I haven't seen Floyd get rocked since like 2001. Bro, Floyd six, <laughs> like six. He's old. <laughs> He's old though. That shit might not. We'll be see, there. dude. We'll I'm see. excited for it. I never thought that I'd be excited for this YouTube fighting thing because, like, when the whole KSI and Logan thing happened, I was like, I get it. Like, you know, they're making a couple mil. Like, that's cool. cool. But now, now it's like trash. Now it's like, yeah. bro, we're talking the best boxer, arguably the best boxer ever. Yeah. Fighting a YouTuber now. Yeah. Like that's crazy to no. me. And as as much as I hate to say that, it's kind of turned uh, boxing into a little bit of a joke in a sense. Boxing's always been a joke though. Yeah, it I has because of how corrupt it's been. I think it actually this is the best thing that's probably happened to boxing in a while because it's spiked aside it. Aside from. There's only one fight that I am hyped for in the boxing world, and that is Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. Yeah, that'll Aside be a good one. Aside from that, the last boxing one that I bought was Tyson and... Um, the last one? Yeah, the... Gosh, who's the other the super scary dude? Anyway, yeah, I have no idea. No, the the other Tyson it. for the championship belt, I bought that one. Oh. The card, the, the card leading up to that boring yeah. the final Dude. fight underwhelming in my personal opinion ufc is so much funner to watch than yeah than boxing. yeah Absolutely. ufc is the shit everyone has that same opinion now because boxing unless it's like the top elite guys i'm not gonna pay 60 dollars to watch a pay-per-view for you know anything under a middleweight can i do that yeah of course Okay, so whoever wants to take a shot with uh, Morgan, go ahead and uh, pour them now. It's a Friday night. And, uh, pour them now. We don't have shot glasses, so I have to be a degenerate. And uh... Degen. <laughs> These are degen hours, man. Cheers, ladies and gents. Let's go. Yeah, shot, Steph. Steph, I expect you to take one. Slizzard. I love that. Yeah, man, I don't know. I think UFC is so much fun to watch. The last fight I actually purchased myself is uh and actually i don't even think i bought it now that i'm thinking about it but the real last one i really paid attention to was the uh mayweather pacquiao fight yeah or mayweather mayweather mcgregor actually I yeah mayweather mcgregor that yeah well, okay i just stream everything like i don't <laughs> I, was shit. I don't know if you can <laughs> say that let me just like, be yeah, the shit. one to say i just stream yeah, everything like i don't buy anything like come on i haven't bought anything for like since like 2016 um yeah, uh, the lid has a weird plasticky thing in it, so it's like not a shot glass. So sorry, stuff. I can go get a shot. Glass no, it's fine. No, it's fine. No, no, no. Just, we're degens, you know. Yeah, it's a real degen hours. Um, shots to the bone. That's something. That, okay, so we'll be vague here because we haven't launched yet. I think something that'd be really fun for uh, SBL. SBL. So, oh, well, um, uh, since you know SBL. Yeah, SBL. I think it's SBO. SB, uh, oh, oh, I was like, what? student body officer? Yeah. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> SBL. Um, since you have a lot of background in MMA and fighting, yeah. and I'm a fucking nerd when it comes to following these fuckers, yeah. that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll do that. That'd be a lot of fun. We got a new thing coming out, guys. Stay tuned. Me and Wes are going to be doing something Smooth Brain Life. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. Smooth Brain. Including fighting, though? We're gonna be doing lots of things. Yes, smooth brain, including fighting. Smooth brain life. The whole that's life. That's sick. Life. Want, how much life is smooth? I want to <laughs> get. I would love to get into boxing or some sort of fighting. Just not like necessarily. Like I do it weekly. People. I know you do. I feel like it would be a, a fun. Not. A, I'm all about doing the exercise thing, and I feel like that would be cool. Not only for exercise, but also for like self defense. Like, like walking into some place and being like, "Yo, I can yeah. beat this. Mo- I could." 
Kamala walked this fool if I needed to. You know Smooth what I mean? Brain. Yeah, dude. Sick. Like that. There, it, it's a really good feeling. And I'll say this: like, if you're out with your girl, if you're out with friends, you know, if shit goes down. You're good, or you'll at least be good for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, until yeah. like it gets crazy. But uh, yeah, dude, like self, like it's a confidence thing. Like it is a confidence thing, and that's why I feel like yeah, it's even been, like, even a little bit. Like I'll, I'll speak on this. Like you know, Morgan's had way more training than anyone here, um, and I've done a little bit. I've done gaps in my life of training, mm-hmm. and even those gaps make you feel more confident if things were to happen. Like, and it's. I still just don't put myself in situations where I have stress. <laughs> I've lived that life forever. The times where there has been stuff that have popped off, I have been able to protect yeah, myself. Yeah, you feel really good be. about it. And uh, I think every dude should know how to fight and not just be like, oh, I can take that guy. Like They should like train, I've tried, learn. I've tried to pitch the idea that even base level karate, I don't care. Like Karate doesn't have the greatest opinion anymore. I think even base level karate should be taught in high school. That'd be sick. I disagree. Why? Well, 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 my only thought would be like if you were teaching kids how to like honestly fight. Like, is that promoting like hey, guess no, what? No, because if you actually that's like a confidence thing. If you actually like study fighting and you go to these gyms and you you okay, learn, so like it makes you not want to fight. It's yes. self defense. No, it it's not, not that, dude. Fight. It's this. It's this. Okay, I'll explain it the best way I can. Morgan's a state wrestler. I wrestled all through high school, went to state, uh, did, did okay, didn't take state, but went to state. Moved to Utah. I start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, grappling. One of my first lessons there was open mat. And I look at the guy that they put me against. And in my brain, I'm like, oh, this fucking nerd. I got like 50 pounds on this dude, I'm man. Gonna ro- I'm gonna rock this Like, school. dude, like, like, okay, like, fuck this. I'm a state wrestler. I feel good at, like, this guy manhandled me. Dude, this guy made me a child in his arms. And he was like 50, dude, he was like a nerd. He like wore like floods and a, like fucking glasses. He was just like this weirdo dude. And I'll never forget, like it, it taught me like, you never know what the other person is capable of. Like you'll never know what they're capable of. So from that moment on, I don't want to get in fights. Fuck that. People scare the shit out of me. Because you like, don't know what sleepers out there. You have no idea what fucking nerd has been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or Muay Thai or whatever it is for 10 years. And he just looks like a nerd. And you, you say something wrong. And you're like, yeah, let's fuck it up. And you push him. And next thing you know, he judo throws you on the concrete. And you're unconscious. And just you're fucking dead. Dude, like, you'll never know. And so, like, I think to your point, Wes, that, like, martial arts or, or training or MMA or whatever you want to call it, uh, it keeps you away from fighting because yeah. you're just like, you'll just never know. Or if you were attacked or if you are in a sketchy situation, you're confident to be like, okay, well, at least I'm not going to get like choked out or knocked out because I know the defenses to that and I'll be fine. My best, like my, my goal when it comes to this type of stuff is I never want to be in another fight unless I'm participating in like sport or like yeah, for like, for like fun. Yeah, no yeah. one, no one wants it. It's like a, it's, just, it's, it's a fire extinguisher. Yeah, no one wants to use a fire extinguisher. Other, than I think there like, is a lot of people who go in needed. with the mindset though of like, you know, I'm gonna be able to go kick people's asses, and then when you learn like, because one of the first times I ever rolled, I got tapped multiple times by yeah, this 140 pound woman. Yeah, and everyone. she just worked me, yeah, worked me does. like I was a fucking idiot. I remember getting ready to roll with her, and she looks me dead in the eyes, and she's like, "Don't go easy on me." And I'm like, okay. And I 
sure as shit tried to go easy because I'm like, I'd be able to toss this girl through a fucking wall. She submitted me every way that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> no way. That's crazy. I've been knocked out maybe three times in my life. All three times were by guys that I underestimated. Yeah. I got knocked out once and it was by my brother. He uh, punched me square in the jaw because we got in a fight. And uh, that's the only time I've been knocked out. Yeah. I haven't been knocked out like that. I haven't been. I've only been in like a handful of fights, and none of them have been knockout fights. I've I've been. I've got a concussion playing football. Sadly, I've been in the DJ life a little bit, and I've been in my fair (laughs) share of fights. And uh, the worst one that I ever had, and I always joke about it, is that was. I'll leave the story because I know I'm not supposed to tell some of it. People have asked me not to, but some things happened, and we got involved in a. People got involved in a fight, and I had to fight. Some kid, he was probably maybe five, 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 six, and I was me. <laughs> and back when I was back Big when boy I West. back when I was athletic and playing a lot of sports, so I was very arrogant. And it's really good. And uh, I always say that I got the Colonel Sanders. This kid gave me like a four piece combo, and I was sleeping. Oh no my way! God. What did he do? I don't. You don't even, don't even that's the thing though like no idea bow with the dude flying fucked knee. me up that's like crazy fucked my day up and like that's crazy thankfully crazy. he didn't continue to fuck my day up. that's he, the scary thing he lit me up and then like you be woke up later and i'm like what happened oh fuck like <laughs> my face was swollen. cut the four-piece combo yeah. with a side <laughs> i got the colonel sanders a side man. of south that's <laughs> he gave me the four-piece combo britney's I, been knocked out twice by slipping on ice yeah, don't do that. Smooth brain. And koala brain. <laughs> koala brain. So I have to tell that story, and she's going to hate it. So we were watching TikTok one night, and uh, this was like when the smooth brain stuff was going on. And uh, like when I learned what smooth, like the whole smooth brain idea, and this guy did a TikTok where he was all like, um, random fact, koala bears have the smoothest brains of any mammal on the planet. Oh, God. And I look at her, and I'm like, you're my little koala. <laughs> oh, Brittany koala bear. And the smooth koala bear. Hell nah, yeah, it's fun. That's sick. Now, do you disagree with me though? Training in in high school? Uh, karate. I didn't. I mean, of all that you can anything. Choose, yeah, like, I mean something. <laughs> I mean something. Because yes, wrestling, but it like, sucks. Because I wish that wrestling would have had the. It still took when I was in high school. It still had a stigma. As well. What stigma? Like that you're rolling around with men. People still the made leotards. Oh, for sure. Oh, for they sure. never made that on the East Coast. Ever. Oh, they absolutely well, did out here. Yeah, I don't oh, remember that shit. Really? That's like a thing. I never. Oh, I that never... comes from the homophobia of the main religion out here. Yeah, it Wait, does. It's, 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 it's huge super, out here. It's a super bummer because mm-hmm. wrestling. Everyone took wrestling. Yeah. People would stop trying to. Front Dude, I would do off-season Steph, training with the wrestling team because they were like the, they would train, train. Koality, God damn. Koality content. That's, ooh. I like that. Steph with ripples on her brain. <laughs> just so many ridges. Just fucking straight ridge. Ridge, ripply like ridges. Have, I like to think I have a mohawk brain where it's just, just one, one ridge, ridge, ridge and then the rest one. is smooth. Just one fucking ridge. <laughs> That's great. No, I, karate, jujitsu. I don't think that will ever fly though. Honestly, just because it's like, from people outside of it, we'll think it's promoting violence. Yeah, like we're definitely getting like soft as a community. And, yeah. yeah, that's the thing is it would. There it, should be something. It would so easily be proven to like negate violence because like if you take let's say we put jujitsu in schools, make it an alternative to like I don't know gym. Mm-hmm. You know the people who hate gym. Mm-hmm. Let them go in there and lazily roll around a little bit and then fall in love with it. 
Yeah. And then they're going to be it like, would, it would you need definitely to take happen. this class next semester. Take this class next semester. And maybe there would be a movement, but from the outside looking in, it looks like it's a violent thing. Especially around here. Especially around here. Yeah. Boom. No, I heard that joke tons. Really? The wrestling. Roll Interesting. Oh, for sure. We're in Utah. Utah, your homophobia is showing. Oh, Utah's homophobia is always showing. It's, yeah, it's always there. Yeah, dude. Uh, Mr. Staley, I train at Mushin Self-Defense. It's here in North Salt Lake. Down on Redwood Road. Highly I, recommend that. I've trained there for 15 years. <coughs> I've trained at a lot of places in Utah, but Mushin is definitely my favorite. They have a great program. Totally they're, worth it. And they're great guys. They're awesome guys. Well-traveled, well Thanks. Have you been to one? Yeah, yeah he used to go to Mushin. Hell yeah. I haven't been to any of them. I want to do some classes. Like we that. should both start at Mushin. We should. We were talking we'll about that. We were saying, look, we'll make you a video if you let us do some training with you. Trade. The power of trade. Yeah. The power. We've talked about that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I want to reach out to him and be like, hey, I'll give you guys a free sponsor if I can just come fucking <laughs> Yeah, that'd be sick. And yeah, I, I train there uh, three times a week, Mr. Staley. And then watch Morgan head kick four souls who want to <coughs> test him. I can do that. <laughs> All of a sudden we get good and then we have like a monarch brawl, so that'd be sick. Monarch brawls after hours. Dude, yeah. fuck that. Let's go like compete somewhere. The monarch we're... team. Should, should, like should we be like old school like storm other agencies? <laughs> challenge them to <laughs> we challenge you to a bust in the fight. doors. Just challenge other agencies. So Hell yeah, what else you coming with? Oh, Hell yeah. Open Mat is on Fridays at 6. I know you have your podcast, but Open Mat, Fridays at 6. Fridays at 6? Hell yeah. So I wanted to venture down a different road that's away from all of this. Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. I might have broken my seal, but let's go. Oh, do you need another? Maybe soon, but. Oh, (laughs) just go. All right. Um, Hobbies. I love hobbies. I want to know what you did as a child, well, not a child, as a kid into your high school life that you're still actively following or doing now? Is there anything? Gaming. I would say sports. Yeah? Yeah, gaming for me. um, I grew up gaming. Console gaming, Xbox, all sorts of that. And uh, that's still a huge part of my life. So... See, and I never did gaming, and yeah. I don't, still don't do gaming. I was a gamer, bro. Yeah, I never have done gaming, and I uh, still do sports. I did sports. Sports was my life. Lived like growing up, everything was sports, and I still do basketball. I've gone into golf a lot lately. Golf, interesting. Golf is so fun, dude, and uh, it just like I guess working out too, just because of like I feel like from a little kid we were always working out to be better at sports, and I still that's like a a big chunk of life for me. Yeah, I did. I did a lot of sports too. I was doing the whole gambit. I did basketball, football, baseball. You did baseball too. Played baseball all the way up until I high mean, school. I mean, I wrestled all through high school, yeah. and I'm still doing that. Yeah, so. that's sports. Yeah, but just that. Like, you put me on a basketball court. I'm like Helen Keller. Like, <laughs> don't know See, what's happening. I'm not like the best at basketball. Basketball would be the one sport I feel like I struggled the most with. But uh, yeah, still sports, and then action sports like snowboarding. Still, I think I'll do that. Until I can't. I need to. I need to get into uh, snowboarding or skiing because I fucking hate the winter and it would give me. A reason it's the like one it. thing you can do that's so fun. Like you get up in those mountains and it's like, oh man, I I actually have this love for winter because this is only available when it's right cold as shit. 
Wait, so was baseball your main one? Or no, football. Football? What'd you football position? I played running back, and then I also oh. played. I played a little bit of corners too. Ooh. And then uh, I also did the cross too. I did the cross in the off season, and that was like an eye opener because lacrosse was so fun. It was like that physicality of the sport. Mm-hmm. Basketball and baseball don't have that physicality, and lacrosse still did, but it was so new out here. I tried lacrosse. I it just. I got actually really good. I was playing on like Team Utah, and we traveled oh, to, to a few places, yeah. But uh, it was always second to football. But once you get to the point where it's like, am I gonna pursue this as a career? I was like, fuck no. That's <laughs> like, when mine. I don't want to play. I don't want to waste my college life just grinding the same shit I was doing in high school. I'd rather, again, I'm not this person now. But at that time, I was like, I'd rather party and like do all this fun stuff than go play sports. Hell yeah, dude. We <laughs> still party. <laughs> I fucking love party. Yeah, I do that. That is that a hobby? I still party like I did in high school. <laughs> no, we don't party like we did in high school. I don't party like I did in high school. I feel like yeah, I was you're ruthless right. in high school. No, uh, no, I took it up a couple notches. We had a four red I, I graduated in the party aspect, but... Partying was yeah. really weird for me. I was, uh... Yeah, how was partying in Utah? How do you party in Utah? Oh, there was a huge... There was Clear. definitely a party scene. But, but it was like the kids that partied were... A lot of the kids would lie about them partying, and it's like we. I know you do, bro. I seen you last you're week. You're like, I saw I you. you remember what I you saw did last some week? shit that you did, <laughs> and you're trying to pretend that that didn't ever happen. And when it's almost on the flip side of that too, there, it was almost like a, you lied about partying to try and like seem like you were cooler. Uh, what? No. Utah yeah. is really weird with a lot it's of things. It's a crazy way you grow up, man. It's a crazy way you grow up. Because it is, it's built around these lies, dude. It's built around these lies, and I hated that. I would be totally real with me. I'd be like, yeah, dude, I definitely did get messed up last weekend. That's me, bro. Accept it or leave it. Like, I'm not going to pretend I didn't do this. I, I just thought it was strange that, like, I, I don't know. It, it was a The wild. Utah party scene was strange because, like, either you had the flip side, like, the 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 people who partied because, like, they wanted to socialize and it'd be like really cringy like awkward parties mm. but then it'd be like a full like 180 you'd go to a party and it's like booze drugs ragers. you know just hard ragers. ragers yes you know and there was never the in-between of like some casual some casual party. i'll say this i feel like in utah it was one of those things where i'm a, I'm, a, I'm actually super grateful that i got into the whole party scene as young as i did because I got that shit out of my system. I feel like in Utah, a lot of people don't get into that party scene. All of a sudden, they're like 23, and they're like, holy shit, this is what alcohol does to me. And they go off the fucking deep end because they try to make up for all the shit that you did in high school at that age. No, I, I was probably one of those people. You know, I mean, I still was LDS when in high school, but like I definitely went to some parties that were East Coast parties. Like, I obviously I had a ton of friends that were like LDS on the East Coast and that was like my main group but I had a group of friends that were not that and I remember like we I went to some ragers on these because I never do anything crazy so I definitely feel like I was one of those people like that held out I held out and then I got fucked up in my 20s let it all out and uh did crazy shit and then um had to kind of learn see mine's interesting so I uh, I was kind of like pretty straight edge, not like the 
straight edge kids. The straight edge. But like I was pretty like focused on, you know, school and, you know, you're just like a good kid trying to pursue like some sports and stuff. So I didn't really party at all when I was in high school. Like really, I was working full time. Like and doing like tried to maintain a 4.0 and shit like i was pretty hard-nosed with it and uh after graduating and this is dumb but like i got into a really serious job mm-hmm. where i was a general manager working for a pizza place way too young to be doing that mm-hmm. and then i got into a relationship and this relationship i thought was you know the was my first one First girl I ever did anything with, mm-hmm. first girl that I loved, broke my heart, of course, like the typical story goes, and that's when I started partying. Huh. And I was like, oh, well, fuck it. So then for the span of maybe, I would have been 20, from like 20 to maybe 23, I was partying almost every night. Nice. You know, we were drinking, we were smoking, we were having good times, but I had two really pivotal moments where it all changed for me. And I've told these stories plenty of times. The biggest one was waking up in someone's house naked. I didn't know who they were. And uh, even though they're hilarious stories to tell, and I don't regret them, Mm -hmm. it made me not party. And I honestly haven't gotten drunk drunk. God. There's pinnacle moments I in my have, life that I will not say on on here, but like there was a specific <laughs> moment that happened when I was literally 17, right before I did door to door. I feel like I know this, and one. that's what hit me, and I was like, dude, I can't keep doing this because I started super young, and yeah. it was it was kind of a little bit different because it was this relationship I got into. I was like, I was a sophomore dating a senior, yeah, and her whole lifestyle was like partying and doing the whole scene, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all of a sudden, I was literally a sophomore doing those same things. Doing that thing. And so I went through all of those motions, and it was my senior year where shit hit the fan. And I was like, holy cow, I'm going to run my life into the ground if I don't fix shit. And I'm grateful for that. I think for me, it was too like, I don't know why I had such a prolific distaste for myself when I did, like, when that happened to me. And like, when I tell people the story, they're like, well, that's really not that bad. But for me, it was because, like, you know, I put myself in a situation that really bothered me. Mm-hmm. And Blacking out is scary. Man. That, that's what I did. And I haven't. Blacking out is I don't scary. think I've ever not, probably since 23 or 24, I don't think I've gotten drunk enough to not be able to remember drive and get pulled over and pass well, And then there's Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have too many of those fucking stories, but, you know, moderation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's okay. Just and, sprinkle and, and, it in there. And at this point in life, fine. it's those things where it's like you learn from those. You learn from those moments, and you realize that that's not. Do you? Worth it. Every time I go to California with my buddies, it's I don't. But learn. guess what? You're safe about it. It's not like you're out doing stupid stuff, yeah. risking a lot. Yeah, you're right. No you're right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I Uber. <laughs> I Lyft. Everybody should Uber. Everybody should no Uber. No excuse not to Lyft. I, I I hate to say this too, and I mean this with love. But um, I also saw what some of my friends were getting into. And I always, like, I knew that old adage, like, you are what your friends are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of is another. And I don't talk about this aspect because I don't want it to come off rude. 
but I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be represented as that person. I didn't want to be seen as that person. I know, dude. I one thousand. I literally cut out my closest friend group at the time because yeah. of that moment. That one thing happened, and I literally stopped hanging out with all of them. All right, and, well, and it's not, friends. and it's not that I don't like drinking or I don't like partying, but for me, I always felt like if I just follow this path, that's all I'll ever do. And mm-hmm. for me, I just didn't feel fulfilled with it. Yeah, no, it doesn't stimulate me anymore. Yeah. Well, I had this conversation recently. I'm gonna be the DJN and be like, on that note, let's take another shot. <laughs> You Let's know? do it. I'm not doing it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we're out here but see, this shot. is the difference. Oh, is it's so not good. like we're out here doing ridiculous Yeah, it's Friday things. night. We're in a safe space. Before, it was like, yo, we're sneaking into clubs underage, yeah. doing shit that's like stupid, and then driving, and then just obviously drinking to the point where you black out. Yeah. Let's do it And it's like, I don't I don't mess with that stuff. I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. No. I'm smart with, with what I do. Yeah. Because of that. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. Yeah, smooth like molasses. Very smooth. Smooth. No chasers. We don't even chase our women. (laughs) All right? (laughs) I chase my women. Yeah. I chase my girl. It's okay. See, and I'm just grateful for it. Like I said, dude, the point of story is I'm grateful that I went through all the bullshit that I went through because if I didn't go through it, I could be off. Yeah, dude, like like, shitty experiences like teach you a ton. Like, dude, I can't tell you how many times I've made terrible decisions. Woken up that next day. You've been like, why? And been like... And this is what I'm going to do next and you're, time, so I'm never getting this And you're terrified to look at your phone, yep. to look at the messages and the calls sent. Or to call your buddy and be like, yo, bro, what happened last night? Yeah. You're just, you're just, yeah, guys, that. <sighs> but, you know, you learn from them. Exactly. You, you get better. Exactly. And you learn that, guess what? I, now I know I'm not going to drive drunk. Now I know I'm not going to drink that much. Now I know I'm not going to act a fool or start yes. pulling my phone out in these cases. Yes. Don't bring it up, Staley. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's Staley. I have the same problem. <laughs> it's called I, I can't even because the title of it is like we're gonna drink and then they don't drink. If you will, okay. <laughs> if Fucking you'll love this false advertising, Staley. We're doing drink of every episode now. There will be a special drink for okay. Before finish the no bottle. no before you start that episode, you need to take two shots each, <laughs> big ones. Like that is the point of the fucking episode, and you're missing it. Yeah, Morgan <laughs> taught me that two shot thing. Yeah, you take two shots. Two shots. <laughs> Literally, it's like you got to start off the night strong. That's how we started this stream, fellas. Two two shots. Except him. Yeah. Except me. <laughs> call sign monk knows Truth. what's up yep that two shots two shots you're starting off strong who's call sign monk just a homie just a homie homie nice. yeah. what's that star he is subbed to the channel oh you're sub nice yeah. call sign monk hell yeah guys go watch old podcasts they drink enough for all okay mm. but yeah. did they did he die? Did he die? <laughs> Did he die? Those no! Are, those it's called, are... dude, two time drunk, so you're not even drunk. You're drinking fucking water, and it pisses me off. Anyways. Hey, it's okay. We have a it's fine. great community around us. If Holly this. watches this, Holly, please drink more. Get him to drink. Ugh. <laughs> I'm not easily pressured into drinking. Then why do you call it drunks if you're not drunk? Idea. It's the idea. Right. It's a good idea. Sure. And they're we're spirit. Drunk, we're drunk off of the Yeah, idea while I'm watching you, crime. I'm yes. more drunk watching you. Can get you get drunk off things besides alcohol. I'm drunk off of true crime. All right. Stop it. Just stop. It's just addicting. It's like, like I'm an alcoholic. Elementary. Elementary crime. kids over here, okay? 
<laughs> drinking to me is just not. It's not the sauce, dude. It's not the sauce. It's, it's not, not the sauce, but you have a podcast around yeah. it. I have a podcast around true crime. Yes, and drunk is just a side note of it. We're drunk on true crime. All right. Yeah, I mean, we'll agree a, to disagree. It's a play on words. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. We love our true crime. We're fucking smooth brain over here. Smooth brain. To be honest, I don't even know why we're, we're the original idea of true crime. Because you should get drunk and talk about true crimes. That's, I love a show where you just get super faded and just talk about stuff. That's, <laughs> that's what I was expecting. I was oh. expecting this beautiful steak dinner, and guess what? They gave me a fucking Big Mac. <laughs> just bait and switch. Bait and switch. That that's Mac. what True Time Drunks is. But it's a great podcast. Go check it, it out. It is a good podcast. I've but they should get more one. drunk. My two cents. We're just an alcoholic. Sorry. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've been sober for like a week. <laughs> a whole week. Yeah. I'm proud of you. We just didn't learn wine. They're just trying to replicate that? No. They're just, they're doing it the opposite. They're drinking water during their goddamn podcast. I just want to drink anything. What if I just pretend? Want to take a shot? That's false advertising. No, no. You got to drink a little <laughs> bit. I can't. Got another podcast after this. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. What time? Oh, shit. Oh, okay. We well, can wrap things up. What's oh. the last question you have? Hit us with some questions. Hit us with like Yeah, hit us questions. rapid fire. What do you want to know? You got, you know, let's last questions of the night. Let's wrap this up. I like rapid fire. Rapid fire. What do you want to know? Anything. You're, you're, Ask me anything. I'll answer chat as well. AMA. In your current life right now, what brings you the most happiness? Most happiness? Mm-hmm. You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Let me think Honestly, about. I'd say my girlfriend she's been amazing and it has been this light because of, it was such a dark time in certain aspects of it not with her but in relationship wise and having somebody that's like on my same level with the same mindset has been the most refreshing thing i've ever fucking had i agree with you finding a woman that shares the same vision and is that's, that's on cute. your team it yeah, is, it's, it's cute it's, it makes me sad because that's all i ever wanted <laughs> I would say that's the thing that makes me the most happiness right now. But. I have two things. Monarch and my son. And Monarch is absolutely Monarch, up there. Yeah. Monarch, my company brings so much joy to me. I was telling you this the other day. I'm obsessed with Monarch. I fucking love it. I live, breathe, sleep, yes. eat Monarch. I wake up and I'm like, what, what do we, we do, do for Monarch? Exactly. What needs to get done? I fucking love Monarch. Staley, of course, bro. Um, I love Monarch, so that just brings me so much joy. I love like teaching people and doing the whole business thing. Like I love business, and then my son. Like obviously, I love my son. I don't see him a ton, and I hate that. I'm trying to like fix that right now. Um, but dude, I just uh, I think about my son all the time, and those are like the two things that like I really love right now. Like happiness, happiness. What about you, Wes? What, what what makes you happy right now in life? I think I multifacets. For sure, my podcast is. You know, I always talk about, I did a lot of things in my early life because I thought I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, I realized that I was doing things. Like pressured or just directed? Directed. Okay. I don't ever feel like I was pressured to do certain things, but I was definitely like directed to do things that just, I didn't understand why I was doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the podcast was the first time in my life where I was like, I'm doing this because I want to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a big one. Obviously, my fiance is up there i mean like you said, i hope so yeah i like you said when when you date in utah it's a really fascinating thing because there's so many 
God damn it, am I just like forever alone? But no, I just realized this. You guys got like beautiful girlfriends who are like loving and supporting. No, 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 no. And there's Morgan. Listen. You know how many times you have to go through the worst of worst? You know how hard I'm going to like bumble tonight? I hope you find love. Love is in That's the thing is like, I've been in how many relationships? Five or six total. Like actual relationships. All failed. I've dated a handful more. Yeah. You know. It, when it clicks, it just really makes sense. That's, Boom. That's the best way you can say it. When it talk, happens, it really fucking happens. Dude. You guys to, are making me sad. To you go you, through this I, shit, I get it. I you, want, go, you go through these things where it's like, guess what? I feel like there's no one out there. There's no one out there. But dude, as soon as that one hits, you're like, holy shit. I'll be honest with you. Dating in Utah sucks is, ass. is not helping. It's um, not. Call sign monk. It sucks. It's the worst thing ever. There's it's, a lot. It's not the worst, but it's hard. It's I, hard. Dude, it's the, dude, girls are so stupid in Salt Lake. But they're I'll also say, They're so dumb. I'll say this. The reason why it's difficult to date in Utah is because regardless of how we want to look at it, there is stigmas and... Before you even go on a date, there's already ideas that should happen, like how dates should no, happen. No, no, I'll say this. I think women in Utah love shitty men. I think that they love low-quality men, and it fucks me. It's it's such a weird concept. I don't know how to describe it other than, like, you look at, like, a beautiful woman in Utah. They like, like, shitty dudes. Like, their, like their style, who they are as a person – that's like the that's like, like just generally speaking. Obviously, there's outliers. Sure, yeah, there's like is. girls like shitty things in Utah. And I hate that. I think it's maybe because you're it's being different from the norm, and it's like oh shit, like that's dates what, are like dates are like supposed to be this way, and that's like the way everybody it's dates. Just, dude, Utah, and all of a sudden you have this Utah is like a bad guy, and they're Utah like, is like oh, a I'm weird to this bad boy. Thing, that's dude. what I'm saying is if you date in other states, which I'm sure you have. You don't have I've this. I've been known to date in other states. <laughs> you don't have this applied stigma. There's yes. like immediately like how things are going to go. Like, oh, either he wants to fuck or get married. Mm-hmm. There's no middle ground in Utah. Yes. There's yeah. no middle ground. Yeah, of I like, agree. I maybe agree. I just want to make a fucking friend and see if it blossoms into something. That doesn't exist. There's always in the back of the mind either we're fucking or we're going to get married. There's never just like, oh, you know what? Maybe we Let's can just be casual be friends. friends. And see where it goes. That doesn't exist here. No, it doesn't. That's a problem. It does if you find it. Oh it's my very god! Very one dude. off. That, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like one, one in every ten. That's why I'm no. I'm a Maybe fir- one in every twenty. I'm a firm believer. Anyone can correct me on this. If you're not friends before you like try and truly date someone, not gonna work out in the long run. Yeah. You gotta be friends with someone. Guess what though? I wasn't friends with Alexis. Yeah, we we knew of each other. And Alexis, we knew of each other. We never, we never hung out. We didn't hang out. We didn't go to the same high school. But it was one of those things where it's like, oh, I've known of this girl. Oh, she knows of me. Knowing is still it is. And I will say that's why not random. It's not completely random because we didn't know of each other, but we didn't really know each other. Uh, Brittany says, I think in Utah, girls are not taught to have standards. We are taught from a view that you have to be religious or you are trash. And if your religion, if, and if you, your religion, religious maybe, then you have to be okay to share your husband with other wives. Eh, fair. Whoa. Maybe. Shouts out. Nah. All right, Wes. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes, sir. What's next for Top Shelfers? What's next How, what's, for Top Shelfers? What's the next big thing? Like, what are you doing? The mm-hmm. next big thing is Shadowlands of Utah. And? That is going to be 
a new direction for Top Shelfers as a whole. So Shadowlands is taking over Top Shelfers? Oh, no, 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 no. Top Shelfers is going to produce Shadowlands of Utah. Oh. What is Shadowlands of Utah? Yeah, yeah. So Shadowlands of Utah is going to be my higher quality investigation series. Okay. Where we're going to be going to quote-unquote paranormal locations or abandoned places or places that just have some hype. For example, um, the first season, which I'm trying to... My goal is to launch the first episode in October is going to be um, Dugland. Hell yeah. Can I go with you on that one? Yeah. Uh, we're gonna hit can I be a special guest? Special guest is always open. That's what I record it? I'll record that shit for sure. Oh, bro. we get McCoy to record yeah. it. I'm a special guest. Collab of the fucking century. Collab of the century. Monarch um, Social Podcast Beach Top Shelfers producing the other two Shadowlands. Shadowlands. The other two big ones are uh, Mountain Meadows, which if you guys aren't familiar with that, um, it's down in southern Utah. It's, Where uh, the Mormons killed a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. Mountain Meadows massacre, and then the finale will be Skinwalker Ranch. Nice skinwalker brand. Can we? What about Blind Frog? Is that is that in the works? You know what? Blind Frog might have to hit that episode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm planning for ten episodes in a first season shoot. Um, have all the locations set up. I'm currently working on getting. I don't know what word it is. The documentation to be in the places. Mm. So I'm not having to fucking break in or sneak around. Um. That's going decently well. There's only one that's super difficult. Um, and that's the Bountiful Museum. If you guys don't know what that is, it's fucking dope. Don't know it. Uh-uh. It's up by the Valverde Arches. Oh, yeah, if yeah. There's yeah. this museum that's awesome looking. It almost looks like a circle dome. Okay. It's been abandoned since I've lived here. Uh-huh. And um, a lot of people say it's haunted. I don't think it's haunted. I think it's just in a cool-ass abandoned building. Problem is, is when it was open, it had LDS historical artifacts in there now, i don't think like crazy things but enough that they don't seem to want anyone going in there well, let's do it yeah oh yeah and trunks my guy what up dude and another thing to keep in mind uh i want to talk i just want to say it again smooth brain life smooth brain life that's coming and uh i'm, I'm excited to see what this we have tells. a lot planned we've been planning this for a while, a month now at least. Yeah, at least a month. But like We're the concept has been this weekend. And yeah, I'm surprised you guys are taking this all the way because I remember when you We're guys going first for started. It. We're saying full brain. sending this. Bitch. I remember when you guys first started talking about smooth brain. I was like, what is this? What you guys are even talking smooth about? Smooth brain gang. I think, I think what it's going to incorporate is just kind of a lot of a variety of different things. From I don't know. Do we want to talk? It is like we we know we already know. Yeah. I, yeah, we, already know. we already know. We already know. We already know. Yeah, I want it to be a little surprise, but just just keep that in your periffs. Yep. Smooth brain life's coming. Oh yeah. And I wanted to take a one last shot with your viewers. Yes. Obviously, please. shot time. Shot uh, Shot time. So grab your glasses. I'm gonna wait, and there we go. Mm. Big ones. Mm. Smooth like molasses, bro. Yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, I've, so, I've loved being here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for no, having us. I love having you guys. Yeah, on. bro, this was awesome. It's a, it's always a great time because I, you know, podcasting for me, and I know it's a little bit different for you guys. It's the genuine art of just having conversation because mm-hmm. I think that in our new age world, that is fading away a little bit. For sure. And just being able to for sure. sit for down sure. 
We were here for two and a half hours. It feels like we've only been talking for like 30 We've minutes. been here for two and a half hours? Two and a half hours. Oh my god. Yeah, we might need to wrap this up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh I can't believe we've been here that long. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's mind-boggling, dude. Yeah, wow. our, yeah. With our podcast, it's like very different. We're very yeah. directed, and it's very professional. But uh, I, love, I love the open conversation. I love open, bro. Conversation. It's so much more natural, and it feels. It, I don't want to say more natural like ours isn't natural because ours is very natural. But I love like almost the freedom of being being able to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Well, my whole mind. my whole Thanks, goal Steph. for this podcast like is to let people come in. And just feel like they're a part of a conversation, mm-hmm. like well, like like friends hanging out. Like, yeah. Well, we are friends. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But I, I think that's what makes it easier is... for with you is like I'm not going like I've been on how many fucking podcasts, lot, dude? Like a plethora of podcasts. But like with you, it's very like we're just friends hanging out, having yeah. a conversation, and I like and that. I like that. I like yeah. that about this. Like I said, I wish we could incorporate that. Don't so call now. me out, Staley. What we do. <laughs> Time flies when drinking. So since we're wrapping up, I always give the last little bit of time to you guys to shout out whatever you want to shout out. Um, personals, business, whatever it is. You have I mean, obviously, I feel like we have to shout out Monarch. That's we have to we shout are. out Monarch. I mean, I know this whole podcast has kind of been – Monarch has been a big part of this whole podcast. Yeah. But uh, I feel like what what's the big things we have going on right now? We have SEO. I feel like SEO is our big, big, big push, you guys. If you need any sort of – search engine optimization we are your go-to absolutely like our seo team is fantastic yeah yeah i would just say like uh yeah on that note if you guys have a business work part of a business if you guys want to be seen online if you guys need more exposure more leads reach out monarchsocialbrand.com uh for me shout out to a couple people and i'm gonna say it best friend coco California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout Coco. out. Shout We're out. coming for you in what? July? Yeah, July. Yeah, July. 4th. 4th of July. So you. shout out to Coco. That pool better be ready. Heidi and Mako. They're my best friends in California. They're, uh, they're amazing. Just, they're just like my favorite people they're ever. People. And uh, shout out to Top Shelfers. I mean, I've been watching Top Shelfers for a for long time. Real. And I've been working with Wes for a while now. I've known Wes for a long time now. And this guy's a hustler. He has a lot of moving parts in his life, and it's so awesome watching him take things to the next level, implementing new things. And uh, yeah, shout out to you, Wes. I think thank you, uh, yeah, thank you for having us. For real, thank you for having us, bro. And uh, we appreciate you, man. Thank we you. love you, man. For real, appreciate absolutely. We're so happy to have you part of us, dog. <laughs> woo woo, woo woo. All right, guys. Everyone watching here live or on the back end, I appreciate you. Thank you for watching. Oh, Daddy Corbucks. Woo, can't wait. Make sure to uh, let me know if you want these guys back because I'm sure a couple comments can uh, persuade. Yeah, if you guys want us back, let Wes know. We'll come back. We'll let loose again. But, you know, And uh, as far as my schedule goes, I will be live again here shortly with a second podcast for the evening. Who do you have? Um, Well, I'm doing Dax Cast, so I guess I won't be live here. Twitch.tv slash DaxCast um, for another show that I am a co-host on. And then um, Monday we'll be back to gaming. Let's go. I'll see you guys there. Everyone have a good night. Make sure to go follow Monarch Social. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.